can't remember the guy's name, but he's going to be Spider-Man. In, uh, Tom Holland is playing Nathan Drake. That's stupid. Okay, let's talk about yeah. that for a second. That's a bad casting decision in my part. But you know why? You know why they're doing that is because they are going to do the Uncharted movie as like a prequel to Uncharted, right. where he's younger. That's wait. So the, so he's going to play me. like bad. He's going to he's going to play a young Nathan. Yeah, Drake. like a yeah. teenage Nathan Drake. Like, is his brother going to be in it too? Stupid. Who knows? It's just a really poorly thought you know idea to me no one no one is like hey i love this game about this indiana jones type character with machine guns murdering you know hundreds of people let i wonder what he's like in puberty let's let's you know let's let's go to the movies and find out no one said no one ever i mean at the same time though oh first of all actually you mentioned indiana jones which is funny because they actually had a young indiana jones tv series um but i mean there 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 is like a good reasoning behind that though I, I okay i get like why is it is kind of like a stupid idea wait good reason behind what behind I mean, making it about like, like a prequel yeah well As i mean the first movie yeah because it would steer clear of like all the stories of the, i mean the games are basically movies within themselves to be fair they're interactive um, indiana jones movies they, yeah you know what maybe as a quick first act a la you know every batman movie ever right <laughs> they show young batman a little bit then you know cry for mom and dad and then you get to the batmaning like if there's a whole movie of just i'm i'm just dude i'm having flashbacks with shia labeouf okay swinging on the vines with the monkeys like i don't need a whole movie of that of like a young young indiana jones type character you know i don't know so you're you're, I mean, you're thinking this is a good thing to be fair though like the young nathan drake segments in uh uncharted 3 and uncharted 4 aren't bad like i mean it's you're still nathan draking yeah, but they're not bad, but they're not the whole game. Like, I don't buy no. Uncharted 3 because I can't wait to play but a young Drake the whole he's game. Also, he's also probably going to be older than he was in those younger segments in Uncharted 4. So, Fair. Cause, so, so Tom Holland is older than that, but it's probably going to be before the Golden Abyss because the Golden Abyss is actually the earliest in the t- in the Uncharted timeline. Um, you know what this says to me? I, there, I don't think there's anything that... I don't know. I'm not looking forward to this Uncharted movie at all, really. But I, I mean, I, if Will Druckmann is involved in it, then I'm not going to. It wouldn't bother me too much. What this says to me is that the studio feels really strongly maybe about his performance in Spider-Man. So for me, this makes me feel a little bit better about the maybe. Spider-Man movie, potentially, if they're going to be signing on to Nathan Drake. But I don't know. I just don't want to. What I'm saying is I don't want a whole movie of that. I just think that's a poor casting decision. I think they need to come out. I think I think I would love to see like a 2017 version of a you know, Indiana Jones type character and, and hilarity ensue and, you know, and, and see what happens with the right director, with the right screenwriter. But I just think the casting and you know what? They tried to do this movie before as well. And they tried to have freaking Mark Wahlberg on it, which I yeah, was not hype on I that. I remember hearing that was that. weird. That was bad. So Nathan Fillion is the only real choice from Firefly, from a bunch of other things. I mean, if you're familiar with that actor, just literally Google him, and I'm sure there's images literally of him and Nathan Drake's face right next to it because he looks just like him. He acts just like him. He, he he was born to play that character. you know. And let's face it, too. like Nathan Drake, like whoever said he was a great character? He's not a great <laughs> He's character. Kind of kind not, of a, no. Yeah, it's kind of a it's mean, very vanilla, yeah. you know, but I just don't want to see a teen. I don't want to see a whole movie dedicated to teenage Nathan Drake. Let's just let's just make Nolan North play Nathan Drake as like an older Nathan Drake. Dude, I would love to watch. Have you ever seen Nolan North in an interview? I just feel like he'd be the most silly, bumbling, like 50 year old Nathan Drake and it'd be the best. 
Yeah, he's he looks a little bit different, you know, in person than than his voice does. But that's kind of how I feel like most voice actors are. He's so talented, though. He oh, yeah. So many voices. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. He did what the penguin in Batman Arkham City. Mm-hmm. And he, he's Something just, like that. Yeah, yeah. he's just he can bust it out. So he's he's in the Hall of Fame for sure for voice actors. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, man. But but no, I, I I'm not standing with that casting. I think that's bad. I'm I was I you know what? I. I, it'd be hard for me to imagine a world where I would get excited about an Uncharted movie, but now I'm just like, okay, clearly this is not going to be something I'm, that's going to be good for me. Yeah. Well, at least the uh, the Last of Us movie is like completely on the back burner now. So, is that a thing? It was like the hev- like it was like a thing that was going to happen, but it's like it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed, and so I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I actually really admire the story in Last of Us. I think that was a great game on so many oh, levels I, I the last of us is one of my favorite games yeah i don't i don't need to see that movie no it just won't live up it'll just disappoint i feel yeah but we should probably uh, start up on that podcast yeah i mean there's a lot going on like you got e3 next week it is a big week for nerdy media and video games and yeah there's there's a lot to cover so let's go yeah let's hit this thing so welcome on, to Vamanos. Welcome to TDP, the Tiny Disc Podcast. Oh my gosh, was that the intro? This longest intro to a podcast ever. Yeah, I know. I was trying to find a good point Holy to, crap. you know, jump in, but it was kind of like... I mean, as long as, you, as long as you advertise it at some point, it's all right. Yeah, yeah sure. Hey. All right. So, uh, I'm Robert Scarpanito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. Hey, everybody. And Colin Sparling. Hashtag bring on English back. And we're just, uh, we're here to talk about nerdy media, yeah. So, um... Colin, you've been playing uh you you've been playing a little bit more of a Yakuza Zero, right? Yeah, I finally got to delve quite a bit more deep into the game. And uh, by the way, I finally found out who the uh, the British guy, the British homeless guy that I was talking about in the last week last week's uh, podcast. Uh, I found out his name. His name is Bacchus, and he's Wait, can a you, recurring- can you spell that? B a c c h u s. Okay, Bacchus. Bacchus. So he becomes a reoccurring character, and it's through him that you oh, actually. Are you disco- spoiling this game? No, because I'm not play it. Okay, no, no, like it, he has nothing to do with like the main story of the game. Okay, at least well, not this so at least warn me. Shoot, no, yeah, no. If it was, if it was serious story spoilers, I'd be like spoiler alert kind of thing. Okay, fair um, enough. Um. Anyway, so yeah, he becomes like a reoccurring character, and it's like through him that you actually end up learning a lot of like your fighting stances. <laughs> And so like it just becomes like these really awkward interactions where like there's one time you're where like you walk up and you just like kind of see him on the street and like a cutscene plays and and he's basically telling this uh this guy's like hey you owe me like two million yen and Bacchus is like what are you talking about you better shut up or this guy over here is gonna beat you up and then you kind of just get like thrown into the thing and you have to kick this dude's ass for this dude you don't even hardly know and it's like it's it just this is what keeps happening like perpetually and then, like, this random dude, like, at one point comes in and just, like, beats this other dude's ass that kicks your ass. And then he, and by watching him, you actually learn his fighting moves. Sounds like a lot <laughs> of asses getting kicked. Yeah, that's what dude, I was about sure to say. So much, yeah. so many asses getting kicked in this game. It's great. <laughs> like, you so walk down you the said, street. Well, okay, so you said like, this is, like, a, this is, like, a side part of the story, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just, like, a side story that happens that is actually still important because you learn, you, you get more gameplay mechanics out of it. But, okay. like... Is it's there a not, long like, inter- list of fight moves? And- um, there's like different combos, it, it, but it's still like it still harkens back to the whole thing of like you know squares your like regular combo hit, and then like triangles your finishing like heavy hit, 
and then circles your grab. That's usually okay. what it, is the fight, it like all comes back to. Is the fight mechanics like something you can mash your way through, or do you really have to like dedicate yourself to defense? And I mean, kind of, kind of yes, but it's like you definitely, uh, depending on who and what you're fighting, you definitely do have to defend. Um, so actually how much you de- defend depends on the type of fighting stance that you're using. Uh, so the way it works is there's like, so there's the brawler, the rush and the, uh, the beast mode. So, so there's like, yeah, Wait. I know, right. It's edgy as all hell. It's so edgy. Wow. Um, but like, so you the brawler one both sticks to activate beast mode. <laughs> yeah. Beast mode. <laughs> like it's not, it's not far from it, honestly. Um, so like brawler mode is like your regular, like street fighting. Like I'm a gangster. I'm going to just clobber the crap out of you. Then then rush mode is a fun one. Cause then you're like, you feel like Bruce Lee. Cause you're throwing like a hundred punches at like a thousand miles per hour. And so that's the one I like to use personally, but you kind of have to like adapt to each situation that you're in. So you have to like choose what enemies you should like or what stances you should use on what enemies. And then like the Fury one, it, the Fury one's really fun because it actually is based on picking up items in your environment and just whacking people with them. So like, oh, like, oh there's a bike rack over there. I'm going to stand next to there, activate Fury, and then pick up that bike and just throw it, like wing it at this entire group of enemies and send them flying. So... Um, like that that's how they like how the different fight stances work um but like the the reason why that's cool is because like obviously like i said you can fight all these different enemies but the cool thing is when it comes down to like boss fights so um like all these boss fights have like different phrase uh like phases so like certain parts of each stance or like certain things that you can do in each stance become applicable to different phases of a boss fight so you have to constantly adapt and that's almost like it almost kind of feels like a Dark Souls game in that way, um, just hmm. uh, in terms of fights, because you constantly have to adapt and like fi- like f- figure out the strategy that, uh, that goes with that certain boss. Um, but yeah, I have fought like yeah, I have fought like one big boss in this game so far, and it's just it's awesome. Like they make it feel so epic because um, they they do like the whole cutscene thing where it's like a big presentation and the dude looks all badass and he's like as so Japanese games would want yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah exactly. Because like. And uh, I don't I don't want to give away the story, but like you walk into this room and like there's just like this dude like sitting there on his knees and he's like he's like no we're not wearing a shirt and he's just got like a big giant like back tattoo going on and it just like shows that and he's like so you finally made it and he just like gets up and he's like now fight me and he's like bring it and it just like turns into this huge thing where he's like coming at you as hard as he can and then you just defeat this dude and he's like no you defeated me and then he comm- commits seppuku and then it's done I gotta say I gotta say I love, I love when you tell your stories about these games and then your voices come out like there needs to be like a drinking game like a TDP drinking game where when Colin does a voice like take a, take drink. a drink bottoms up yeah I love yep. it but the great I'm thing so is like voices. all all of the dialogue in this game is all in like Japanese there's no like other dialogue option so it's yeah. like I have to make it up as I go um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. like this is what they would sound like in English awesome um, so you're about so, what 10 hours in it or so about about that um so I, but the biggest talking point about this game I like to talk about so far is like as, as wacky as it like we made it sound in last week's podcast the story is amazing like in this game uh especially if you like like your gangster stories and things like that like mob stories and I won't give away any like I'll, I'll be really vague. So like it, it's one of those stories where like I don't know if it's really typical of like mob stories per se, but like it's one of those things where like okay everything is not as it seems and everything starts falling apart because you find out like this person is backstabbing that person and that person is backstabbing this person because they they want this thing to get more powerful within this organization kind of thing. So 
Um, but it, like it, just the way they detail the story and the like in the voice acting, even though it's in a different language, you can tell like it's really well acted. If that makes sense, yeah, um, no, it does. It makes a difference. Yeah. I mean, that's the eternal debate, right? Like sub versus dub. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I'm not I a like Crunchyroll how- subscriber, but I know enough about that. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. all about whether you can like feel the emotion behind it, even if you don't understand the language. Right, exactly, and, and they they uh, they elevate that like so much, um, and the cutscenes are so well done, like the the facial animations and like um, and just how well like, the, the graphics in the cutscenes are just so nice, and like you can just tell cool. like it's it's like watching a movie. Like I put my controller down, and I'm like wow, like I'm really invested in the story to the point like where I go into like. Um, like almost like the codex of the game like i know it's like a mass effect term but like it's like the codex of the game where you can like read up on the bios of the characters yeah. uh, and things like that and because like because you do they do throw a lot of characters at you so it gets kind of hard to keep track so you kind of like read up to see like who is associated with this person and who is associated with that and it's it's just real it's just a really cool universe let me ask um, you this uh do you have so are you familiar with the yakuza um universe as a whole or is this like, your first uh, game you're playing? Oh like, no, yeah, w- this is the this is my first game. Yeah, okay. Because I'm wondering, like, because this is a prequel, right? But it's the latest it Yakuza is. game in a long line it of is. what? Is there six, seven, eight of these games at this point? The, I six is supposed to drop either later this year or next year okay. in Japan. So the, yeah, so there's a long line. So what I'm curious of is, are there some sort of like um, fan rewards, right? For oh, playing all those games, knowing what you know happens in the future. You know, are there things here that you can go back to Yakuza Zero and be like, ah, 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 remember that? That? remember that oh this is gonna be the oh. guy that ends up selling crack on the corner in part three or you know like yeah yeah no like yeah that. i, I wonder you're saying yeah i i wonder too um and the and the cool thing is like so uh sega yeah sega makes the games uh so they came out with like yakuza zero and then they're coming out with yakuza six in japan and then it's going to come out in the u.s obviously because uh, yakuza zero is doing well enough here in the u.s um but there's oh, also they're yeah um and then they're coming out with yakuza kiwami later this year in august i believe uh, which is just uh, they re- they're remaking the first game and calling it Kiwami, and it's going to be in uh, the same engine as Yakuza Zero. So that's a pretty awesome that uh, we'll get to play a remake of the first one. But uh, on top of that, like Sega actually started reprinting Yakuza Two for the PS2. So you, like, <laughs> oh man, that yeah, was one so of those right games up. that was rare for a while. Yeah. It was going for like ten times the much as much as it cost in stores for a while. I yeah, had it. It's for- still yeah, it's still kind of expensive. You had it for what? I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. Um, I had I had it for a couple years, like still sealed in the plastic, and then it. Oh, that's, it, all, that's yeah. I got really sold cool. in the uh, the great sell off. Do you remember? Sixteen is Yakuza three a PS2 game or is it a PS3 game? Is Yakuza three? I want to say it's a PS3 game. Is it a PS3 game? I want to say no. It, I, Yakuza four and five are, and Dead Souls are, but or is excuse me. Yeah, it's PS3. I'm pretty um, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, so they're, like, kind of, like, prepping the franchise for, like, a new generation, which is really awesome. Because, like, hmm. I'm super stoked to get into it. Because it's, it's been really interesting so far, and I'm, just, like, I'm glad to be able to play the game. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. super into it now. Are these, like, 40-hour, like, opuses? Um, It's hard to say at this point. Like, uh, to be honest, like, I'm only in Chapter 2. And so, so okay. far there's been the prologue chapter one and chapter two. And, um, I will say in like chapter two, it does like open up quite a bit more. So you find yourself like, you know, playing mini games and buying items and all this, like just doing willy nilly stuff, um, a lot more. So you're going to take a lot more time. Um, but, it, uh, another thing is too, like, it's one of those things where 
they don't really hold your hand as to where to go at all times. Not all the time. If you're doing like very heavily story oriented missions, they kind of just guide you to the next point. But if you're kind of like, oh, hey, you're searching for more information about so-and-so thing, you kind of just got to wander and like hope you stumble upon something, which is kind of annoying because the the way the setting of the world is, is everything kind of looks samey. Because obviously it's like a part of Tokyo, so it's like really busy and there's Uh, like... I was going to ask yeah. you, so it's, it takes place in Tokyo? Right. Uh, okay. Uh, the name of the section is, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I can't think of the part of Tokyo it takes place in now. It's like on the tip of my tongue. But um, anyway, yeah, it takes place in like a small part of Tokyo. And you okay. like... Shibuya? In, no, it's not Shibuya. It's uh, Ryoken Ryo or something like that. <laughs> okay. Dragon I, Punch? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Dragon Punch nah. Tokyo, you know, yeah. right exactly. next to the Starbucks. Yeah, except the Starbucks. Okay, so yeah, yeah so spy, it sounds like if you're into fighting, up. if you're into like you know fighting, if you're into um, drama, uh, if you're into Japan, if you're into gangster type, uh, type stories, kind of sounds a like a good story. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like a kind of thing for you. Yeah, and I, you so, talk about it's getting me interested in it, honestly. Oh yeah, dude, no, it's it's it is a lot of fun, honestly. If 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 anything, just for like the gameplay and the story alone. Gotcha. So well, uh, let's move on from here, though. So, Jack, yeah, there's you, a lot to cover today. Yes. Have you absorbed any nerdy media, Jack? Uh, yeah, actually, I went uh, Friday night right after work, like literally like 5 p.m. I went to Alamo Drafthouse here in Texas and I went to a men's and women welcome uh, screening of Wonder Woman. Wait, is oh, this yeah, a bar? Alamo no, Drafthouse? It yeah. is a is a movie theater first and then a restaurant second with a nice bar. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And, and anyway. one thing I noticed too, because I I do movies a lot when I was in Ohio, but one thing I noticed about Alamo Drafthouse specifically is they really pay a lot. Of, I mean, they love movies there, and they really pay a lot of attention to the um, picture quality, the screen quality, and the sound. It's probably some of the best sound I've ever heard. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I really right. appreciate that as kind of a cinema file and audio file. All right, so how did that then affect your Wonder Woman Gal Gadot experience? That movie is something else, man. I mean, we could talk about this for hours. It's uh I mean, no spoilers, it, of course. It's still fairly new. Oh, yeah, it's going to be hard, but I mean, Colin, have you not seen it? No, um any interest? I ha- I haven't, but uh what I wanted to ask you is like you went to the Alamo Draft House and that's where the huge controversy was coming out of that uh, people I don't were, like <laughs> outraged. <laughs> But I like, made a joke up front, but I don't really <laughs> dwell on that. No, we, yeah. don't, we don't. We don't have to talk about it. But I didn't know that you actually like went there, and that, that's kind of that's pretty funny. Well, there's a bunch of Alamo Draft Houses. It's like AMC movies, oh, right? I yeah, didn't, see, not, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, there is one like true one, like the Ritz on Sixth Street here in Austin. Um, that's okay. kind of the original OG. You know, it's kind of like the Newport Music Hall of movie theaters, basically. But uh, but no, it's a chain, and it's all across the country too. It's just not really in the Midwest yet, but it does go out to California. Gotcha. Yeah, and t- when I was in San Francisco, they had one there, but okay. um, but it started in Austin, Texas, and it is pretty prevalent here. So yeah, I was just joking, but but there was a controversy. Okay, now we have to talk about it since you brought it up. But there was a controversy because there was one screening that was like women only, and for some reason right. people get angry at that. Like people feel threatened. Okay, whatever. You know, your emotions, that's your problem. Um, but what was hilarious was someone wrote the mayor of Austin, Texas. Did you guys see this in social media last no, week? I this didn't is hilarious. See that, no. As if, 
as if the mayor of a city can say anything about how a private business runs their business, right? As, he, as yeah. if he can change anything. So what was really hilarious and what went viral was his response. So the letter was basically, as you can imagine, someone was upset because there was a screening that was only for the female gender uh, of Wonder Woman. And so someone wrote the uh, the mayor and was da 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 da. This is da 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 da. All the stuff. And then the mayor's response was like, "I'm here. I'm writing you back to inform you that it appears your email has been hacked. <laughs> Someone with incredibly misogynistic and ignorant point of view <laughs> has wrote me this letter, and I know it's not you." <laughs> He's like, "I just I implore you, like, change your credentials now. You wouldn't want someone to represent you as you know, dot dot dot. I don't know. You should. It's worth it's worth a Google." Is that's worth pretty cool. great. Yeah, it's hilarious. Wow. So, anyways, I want to go back to the movie though. That's really yeah. It's a controversy aside. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. 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 It didn't sure. affect my joy in the movie whatsoever. It was. It, it. You know, it's not a perfect movie, but it was so much better than I was expecting. I really was rolling my eyes in a big way, especially after Batman versus Superman. Just Wonder Woman was so boring and just one note <laughs> and so drab in that movie. It just I was just like, oh. Oh, there she is. Okay. And then I was just thinking this movie is going to suck. And even the trailers, uh, the three or four trailers, like building up to Wonder Woman, I was just like, meh, meh. Okay. I almost like, I'll see it out of obligation or, I mean, because what are we coming off of most recently? Suicide Squad. Right. And as far as the DCEU is concerned, correct? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was so bored during uh, winter break that um, I actually bought the suicide squad digitally on like Amazon video because you couldn't rent it at that time because that's how they get your money. But mm. I really wanted to watch it knowing it wasn't going to be that good. And man, I regret, I regret that $22 spend that, you know, to, you to own it. Digitally. $22. I know. Cause I wanted to watch cause, well, oh cause I was bored. I was bored. It was spring. It was winter break and I wanted to see the movie. And I, and like I said, I knew it was gonna be bad, but it was worse. Yeah, I thought it was going to be. Even I didn't watch it. And I'm the DC fanboy. You didn't watch us. it? You still haven't seen it? No, I haven't. I I'm refuse. surprised. I'm surprised. Okay. So anyways, it's not good. And don't waste your time. I, I did it. And, and knowing it wasn't going to be good. And I still was disappointed. How hard is that? <laughs> so Wonder Woman, though, is the exact opposite. And I'm just saying I, I, I definitely want to watch it again. I definitely could see it as a movie I own or watch multiple times. I thought that the characters were incredibly incredibly believable, um, just very genuine. She actually was a real superhero. And I'm not going to yeah. give any spoilers. I'll give you warnings if I do, but I'm not going to give you any spoilers. But she acted like a real superhero throughout the movie. Of course, there's like multiple acts where you have to kind of have the origin story. Then you have to have... Um, you know, kind of the uh, the dress up scene, you know, the getting acclimated to uh, World War One era London uh, kind of scenes and the humor. You know, there were there were certain characters that I could live without, but it was kind of and then it also turned into kind of what like a a, a, a road trip movie in a certain yeah. sort of way. You know, with the with the group of friends. I, yeah, parts of that were pretty funny. Parts of that also were a little cringy, but overall, so much better than I expected it to be. Um, I definitely would take people back to see it uh, again. I would I would view it multiple times. I think, um, yeah, I just think an excellent superhero movie, better than most Marvel movies. I mean, it did better uh, in the box office too. Broke all kinds of records. I think it's the number one um, female directed top female uh, directed debut selling. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, what second mm -hmm. place was like what the Fifty Shades of Grey movie or something like Wait, that. Was it really? Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Wow. Yeah. See, so I watched Wonder Woman this weekend too. And, uh, like, as I've already said, I'm pretty self-proclaimed like DC, like I prefer DC over Marvel. And 
I'm just so glad that there's finally a DC live action movie that I don't have to go to such far lengths to defend the <laughs> right. existence of. You're an you apologist. Know? Yeah, Let's I remember seeing it. your tweet about that. And yeah. I was like, oh God. Because <laughs> when Man of Steel came out, I was like, well, at least it's a good live action Dragon Ball movie. And when Batman and versus Superman <laughs> came out, I was like, well, I mean, the choreography was pretty good, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, it was never like I could never strongly argue that, no, they're good movies. You know, like, I feel like I'd be betraying myself. But with Wonder Woman, I think it was pretty spectacular what what has been done in that movie. Um, I feel like Gal Gadot is a great, like, perfect casting choice. Yeah. As Diana. Yeah. She like she fits it to a T and it's kind of I don't know. She just it was very well performed. And her her relationship with Chris Pine's character is very believable, I think. And it really kind of really cemented the emotional impact of the story he was great in that movie he was great. oh yeah so yeah, great it's, it's the best movie i've seen him in since uh the first star trek movie as captain kirk yeah and you get to almost see full frontal on him like it's great <laughs> oh, like, okay <laughs> i'm oh, surprised boy. is this pg-13 i think so I was, yeah I, I was surprised at how um just innuendo-y they got oh and yeah. how and how they were willing to go there with all types of anatomy jokes and stuff and and there was like parents in there with like little girls and i was like in the row in front of me and i was like looking at them when those jokes were happening i was like whoa dude whoa like, how do you how do you yeah. deal with that yeah yeah oh. um, well gee willikers guys i don't know if i'm old enough for these jokes it was turned around it was turned around because usually you, you like hey we just talked about star trek so into darkness remember the big uh controversy was you had to see the girl in her bathing suit or in her in her underwear right and people didn't really like that they didn't think it built the character up at all but this mm-hmm. time it's turned around on his head the woman is fully clothed well not fully clothed but as far as wonder woman goes you know fully clothed yeah. and then the guy's like naked like covering up with just his hand and i i didn't need to see that but uh, it was I, funny. I, I think it was like a welcome change like because you don't see it very often it was funny in, like mainstream movie yeah it was funny um yeah and, and then the scene think, in the boat too was funny oh it was really good yeah i really enjoyed the uh like i think the action was also believable you know like um the scene where she's liberating that village you know like all With the, whip. the yeah like, yeah the, that part like was everything sweet. everything you yeah. know like um it just maybe, felt so like, cool. maybe we are spoiling a little bit i don't know <laughs> I mean, a tiny. I mean, like, let's. There'll, there'll be fighting in this movie. Spoiler alert! It's a There's DC a superhero movie. Yeah, There's I mean, fighting. Um, I already watched a review on it, so I, I kind of have an idea. Yeah, I, a lot of the fighting choreography is really good. It really, it, it's because you know you see like Diana like one against a hundred kind of a thing. You know, she's always surrounded by enemies and she's still dealing with everyone so well. And they do a good job of making the side characters not feel like side characters you know they still feel important to the story even if they don't have powers like diana does i'll tell you how good the story was the story was so good that afterwards it takes place during world war one obviously a- afterwards i went and like did research about world war one this got me more hype for world war one than battlefield one did last year nice yeah it just was <laughs> cool and it was interesting also to see germans as the bad oh spoilers germans as the bad guys <laughs> without actually being nazis because i was like Hey, where's their swastikas and where's their Nazi paraphernalia? No, this is World War One. This is just the Iron Cross. You know, Wait, they're up did, against Stalin. Did you just spoiler tag that the Germans were the bad guys in World War One? <laughs> Spoilers for World <laughs> Spoil- War Two. And you know what's funny about World War One? It's hilarious. Like we talk about it then, but that at that time they didn't call it World War One. <laughs> they go, yeah, well, it was the great this war. Is a really tough World War One. So many people are dying in this World War One. <laughs> like it was just a war. You ever yeah. think about that? They didn't call it World War One until maybe like, you know, 50, 60 years later, and then that's all we know it as. Mm-hmm. Interesting to me. 
Yeah, uh, I'd like to shift gears. So I kind of want to talk about a game I've been playing uh, this like, a couple of few days ago. Um, so I decided to buy Tekken 7 on PC. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a pretty big Tekken fan, so I kind of decided let's take the plunge on this. And I have to say right off the bat, if you were a PC gamer, this is like the best port of a fighting game. Or really just games in general I've seen in a long huh. time. Well, it's a port it's, from an arcade? Well, it's a port from like the console. Like, oh, because you know they were the on console. console. Okay, yeah. okay. I honestly, um, I honestly had no idea that you were even that big of a Tekken fan. I mean, like, I'm not a huge fighting game fan, but like Tekken is probably one of my favorite fighting games. Interesting. Like, if I had Tekken to is great. Yeah. Um, Tekken or Virtue Fighter? Tekken. Okay. Wow. Tekken. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Tekken so yeah, or Soul Tek- Caliber. Tekken. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a, I'm more of a dead or alive guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like Booby Simulator. Fair enough. I think Mortal Kombat would probably be my second favorite. That or Smash, I think. Okay. Yeah, if, if no, you, I know you, you consider, I know you your Smash days. Yeah, if you consider Smash a fighting game, depends on how pure hey, it's a fight. It's a fighting game. Yeah, I consider it one. Anyway, For so sure. um, Tekken 7. Not a very good one. <sighs> Shut up. It's Get one out. of the greats. I don't even Get like out. it, but I recognize it as one of the greats. I respect it. Yeah. So Tekken 7 runs really well on PCs. Um, from what I've read, it's very scalable in terms of like, even if you have a middle of the road PC, like you could still probably, you know, downscale it enough to still be able to run it like 720p or uh, 60 FPS or something, you know. So mm-hmm. I have a 970 GTX and I'm running it at 1440p ultra 60 FPS. Whoa, and- whoa. So many acronyms and numbers. Math. <laughs> Sounds okay. good. It's good, right? Yeah. What you said? It's, it, really good quality. Runs <laughs> good smoothly. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't have a 120 or 144 hertz monitor, so I can't speak to how good it would run there. Uh, but wonder, Namco, you know what? Sorry to cut you off, but most right, fighting yeah. games, they cap at 60. Do they? A lot of them do. I know Mortal okay. Kombat does and Street Fighter does just because that's how the games are programmed. It's so frame sensitive that okay. they cap at 60 no matter what. So just FYI. Yeah. So I didn't know that, but there you go. Um yeah, I think Namco really kind of nailed it with this one because uh, there there isn't much change to the Tekken formula. Like, are you guys familiar with how Tekken works as a fighting game? Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. 3D fighter, right? Yeah, and like each button corresponds to a limb instead of like the idea of light punch, heavy punch, light kick, strong kick, yeah. or something like that. Yes, yes, I'm um, familiar. Yeah, so it's still the same exact like fighting mechanics you know like if you if you were like a Jin main in tekken four five six you'll be able to easily pick up Jin in this one too um and uh, it just plays so smoothly it feels really comfortable it's just tekken all over again yes jack i, I got a question what about okay i'm just gonna drop this right here okay martial law As is in, he there oh yes martial okay is eddie gordo there yes okay i'm in yeah, that's that's all you needed. Yeah, those are my two mains. Any character you can just like mash the kick buttons and just destroy wreck shop. I'm down. That's kind of how I know Tekken. So, like, just, wait, you just put your you just like turn your right wrist right, and you just mash on X and circle just over mm-hmm. and over again, and then just watch the awesome happen and watch wait, your so, enemies weep. So you don't play Huarang. He's like oh, Huarang. really good at kicking. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I I have I haven't. T- okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I haven't really got super into Tekken since Tekken three. There was one okay. on the PSP I played around 2006, 2007. I can't remember the exact mm. one it was. Do the math. But uh, you know, I was I was real serious about Tekken three. And actually, talking about it now, it makes me want to go back and play it. 
Yeah, I'd recommend. I mean, it's a great port. It's a great, great PC port. It feels really good to play there. How much is it? Um, is it full price? Is it forty fifty? Forty nine ninety nine on Steam, but if you're buying it for your console, PS four or Xbox One, it is a full fifty nine ninety nine or whatever, mm-hmm. sixty bucks. No, mm-hmm. it so, doesn't actually run at ten eighty p on PS four, is what I heard. Yeah, I've heard it actually struggles to get up to that high, which I find pretty interesting. What do you the, mean, like it struggles? Does it have a dynamic resolution or something? I don't know. It's just what I've I remember reading that I didn't really Guys, look too much into it. Buy <laughs> the PS four to unlock. 1080p <laughs> boost mode right yeah ps4 pro wow yeah i have um, a ps4 pro do you yeah i do actually wow brag about it a little bit <laughs> yeah it is fancy running on my 1080p tv nice um, no it should yeah, no you should now you need to get a 4k right to unlock the power exactly <laughs> unlock the power of checkerboarding 1440p <clears throat> Honestly, though, if I had a PS Pro, like, you know, I, I, I think I'd, I would definitely be in the market more for a 4K TV right now. Not not necessity, but I do see it coming. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we start talking about E3. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whole, I'd wholeheartedly say that if you are a fan of Tekken, Tekken 7, you won't go wrong with. Really? Okay. And uh, if you're new to the Tekken series, it it doesn't teach you much. You know, there isn't really a good tutorial in how to, like play a fighting game so it'll be pretty it'll be pretty tough for like newbie fighter people but it's well worth the money i think if you're looking for a really good fighting game that isn't injustice too did the last i don't did last week's speculation i had that you can go back and watch um movies from the first tekken movies prove true yes you can watch all of the cutscenes from tekken one through six that's hot Including like the tag that. tournaments. That's yep. actually pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a lot of nostalgia there. And oh man, the story. So bonkers. I forgot how like crazy the story is. <laughs> is in there Tekken. a volcano? Uh, like yeah. dead or alive? Uh-huh. There is a, vo- is there's there a volcano-like level. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> isn't, isn't Tekken... Okay, spoilers for Tekken, right? From like 20 years back. But isn't the whole story of Tekken like a dude throws his son in a volcano? And then he becomes he like... He throws him Lucifer. off a cliff. Off a yeah, cliff, they, okay. They, they explain... Like basically... They, they give you a good explanation of how he became like Lucifer or whatever, like a devil in this game. I guess I won't spoil it if you're into Tekken lore. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> All five of you. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not into Tekken lore, but like, oh man, it's just bonkers. Like I'm playing through the story mode just to kind of get comfortable playing it for now. Yeah. And man, it's I just forgot how insanely dumb and over the top that story is. Like to give you an idea, hey Hachi, the old dude with like two duck bills. Oh, two duck bills. <laughs> pointing. This is the part of the podcast where you get excited and smack your mic. Yeah, smack my mic, man. No, okay. So like the, the old dude, he's like four rockets are being shot at him, and he just like parries them with his bare fists and like feet. It's it's guys, insane, guys. It, are we like experiencing a new era where like Japan is fucking back now? You're talking Maybe. about Yakuza Zero. It's you're J- talking Japan, about Tekken. Japan is Japaning you, again. You got Final Fantasies coming out that people actually give a ish about. You got uh, Zelda. I mean Nintendo. I mean, dang. I, Vanquish recently. You know, have been PC release. I just think like Japan is flexing now. I mean, you've got Death Stranding. We'll talk about it more like E3 stuff. But is Japan back? Like, there's an argument to be made, and it's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I've always been a fan of JRPGs, so I never really like thought of Japan as out of the video game market or the video game industry. You know? Well, they. Well, I guess I just remember when they were like the number one force, right? Like in the ni- in the nineties and stuff. Like I remember PlayStation One era specifically was they mm. Japan ruled the roost, and it's definitely shifted to more Eastern uh, European. Or I'm sorry, Western European. Uh, 
Western. Western RPGs, you know, mm-hmm. at least in the last uh, 15 years or so. But I just think, like, there's so much quality stuff coming out of Japan. I mean, even back uh, a couple years back when Metal Gear Solid Five came out, like, that time, too, it was really coming back in a strong way. So yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. But, yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about, Tekken 7? No, I mean, I, I think I just I, – I need more time with it to really form good opinions, I think. But if you're a fan of Tekken, this will be right up your alley for sure. How's, how's the online? See, I haven't tried it yet. So, no, because okay. because I'm scared. I'm going to be honest, yeah. you know, because I am very oh, yeah, rusty. Get your ass kicked. I'm very rusty with Tekken right now. So I'm still trying to, like, get back into the groove of how to play things and have a couple people I can main. Are you playing with a 360 controller, PS4 controller? Uh, Xbox One controller. Okay. Um, I don't own a fight stick or anything, and I would probably kill myself rather than try to play with keyboard and mouse if that's even Ooh. a choice. Oh, no. I do have a fight stick. This is making me really want to try this out, especially since it's $10 cheaper. I don't know why that is, but... Yeah, I mean, $50 I'm not gonna on, yeah, on Steam it. only, though. This is after the I just, wedding I expense. Mm. I don't know how I feel about uh, Yoshimitsu's octopus design. Yeah, he's like a squid boy now. What are you talking yeah. about? He's in Splatoon. He, no, 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 no. He's <laughs> like, no. You know how Yoshimitsu in Tekken he like changes every every iteration. Uh, not since Tekken three, he looked like a. I don't know. It's hard to no, describe d- him. He's Tekken. a weirdo. Yeah, he is a weirdo because every game he changes design. He's like Volgo. Like okay, so he's, he's like a squid? constantly evolving thing. So yeah, now he has like he's he's a squid with a tentacle stuff, and it's. I mean, he still plays just like Yoshimitsu, but it's just his design is different. Does he have he pink looks like guns? he look? No, unfortunately not. <laughs> he looks like those like uh, he looks like if you took like a like a dude from Daft Punk, and like uh like a dude with Daft Punk, and then like told Tetsuya Nomura to like design him into an action figure for like Play Arts Kai. <laughs> <laughs> and then threw a quit squid on his head and that's that's yoshimitsu in this game oh my yeah. gosh all right and never mind i don't want to play this game they have redesigned <laughs> some of the characters like huarang looks different uh devil Jin looks straight out of final fantasy 15 like, in terms of it. character design it's it's great it's perfect dude final fantasy it looks like one yeah. of the boys mm-hmm. but uh let's move on so there's a couple bits of news that has happened uh, in the past week that I think is worth us covering. Uh, so we'll probably start talking about the Nintendo Switch Online stuff first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Nintendo, they, uh, for now, the Switch is online, like service, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, will be free. And originally it was only going to be free till like fall-ish, if I remember right. Uh, but now they're saying that the online service, you'll have to pay for it starting in 2018. And they finally kind of laid out a plan for what you get for paying for their online subscription service. So you get uh, it for free the rest of this year for the rest of this year. You can play okay. online games for so like Splatoon two or arms, for example, oh, or Mario okay. Kart eight. You can still use your online service for free afterwards. You're going to need just like, you know, Xbox gold or like PS4 pro or PlayStation plus. Um, you're going to need to pay. Now yeah. the difference is the price for Nintendo's is I'm fairly sure cheaper than Xbox's or PlayStation's. Because PlayStation and Xbox, I think they're, what, 60 a year or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're probably going yeah. up. Who knows? Yeah. Whereas Nintendo is saying that it'll only be $20 a year for their Sounds okay. Service. And you get, like, you still, if I'm correct, you get, like, one free retro game a month, right? Something like that. Something like that. And they, they've confirmed that it's not, like, just for the month that you get that game. But as long as you keep your subscription up, you will get to play that game. Mm. So same same thing as same thing as PlayStation Gold essentially. Yes. The games yeah. and then they'll be locked if you not subscribed anymore. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and it also, of course, gives you access to online multiplayer, which 
you know, I guess you'll need if you plan on playing Splatoon, Arms, or <sighs> Sigh, that thing Mario you got Kart. for free with every Nintendo system forever. Now it's going to be twenty bucks. Hey, you know what? I'm not going to complain that much. It's twenty bucks a month. I have <laughs> other things to complain about besides the price. Yeah, and and honestly, twenty dollars a month isn't bad. I mean, I still no, prefer wait, it to be on. free, but twenty bucks a oh. year. Oh, a year, a year. Excuse me, yeah, a year. Yeah. Um, no, I, I said it wrong. So I think you just followed me. Right. Um, it does also give you eShop deals. So like on top of the $20 a month that or $20 a year. Wow. That you pay like things that you buy via the eShop could be cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, like a membership kind of a uh, thing. Uh, aside from all that, I think that's it. Okay. Well, then what Nintendo's I got Online gives some you. beef with this. Okay. So let's talk about <laughs> how they make voice chat. Probably the most complicated voice chat solution I could ever even conceive where you're playing the game. All right. You're hooked up. You're either uh, in uh, portable mode or you're in docked mode and you're playing on your TV, but you have to go through your cell phone, mm-hmm. your cell phone. Yeah. Using do, a, an, to, to, an app, right? You have to get the app. You have to log in. Oh yeah. And then you have to, you know, get coordinate with your friends and then just use your cell phone. Like it's basically a glorified Skype. It sounds like. Yeah. But it's Nintendo's first party Skype. And we all know how great Nintendo's uh, 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 mobile efforts have gone so far. I mean, Pokemon go the exception, but I mean, well, I don't know. Fire They're still Emblem trying to Heroes. work out. Is There's that Fire big Emblem though? Heroes. It kind of came it's and not, went, didn't it? It's not big. It came and went, but it was still like fairly well received when it first came out. Right. But what I'm just, I'm just saying they don't have a track, a great track record with mobile. They're trying to get a foothold. And I just don't know if this is really going to be a good experience. Right. I mean, you're going to have to be burning through your data. I would assume that'd be an issue for some people. Also. Yeah. I understand most people have a phone, but it's just another layer. It's just another layer complication. Like why not just do what your competition is doing? Make it easy. Don't make it difficult. Don't add extra potential points of failure that just introduce more risk into the whole thing. You yeah. know, I, but I, I, at yeah. the same time, though, how important is voice chat during Nintendo games? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think part of it, too, might be that, um, you know, like you're playing with your friends. The Switch does offer you the option of be like it being portable so you can like drive over to your friend's house. So instead of like needing technology to voice chat, you can just talk to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like be in the same house, same room. Right, right. Uh, it's just I don't know. I just wish I don't know why they did it this way. They must have their reasons. I mean, well, ugh. I just don't like I'm it. I'm going to add I'm going to add a little bit of fuel to this fire because uh so I don't know if you guys saw but like Hori released a diagram showing how exactly the voice chat is going to work like this whole head- headset setup with your phone via the switch. When you have to have a diagram. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad they have news. a diagram, a diagram. So it's like a, I I think it's an advertisement for what looks like it's a Splatoon themed Splatoon 2 themed headset. Right, they're doing the official that, headset. And I think the characters in Splatoon are going to be right. wearing those exact headsets. So, Mark yeah. yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, so this headset that you get, not, not it's 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 kind of like a pretty edgy, like pretty, I guess, kind of cool headset design. Uh, it's like has like this thing. The band is like wrapped behind the back of your head, and then like the actual ear pads like had that thing where it wraps around your ears kind of you know what i mean oh like, yeah yeah i know what goes you behind your yeah, ears I had and one of those kind of in sits like 94 <laughs> right right exactly um okay. and, and then uh, the, obviously that has the the boom mic that sticks out in front of your face but here's the kicker so it comes with a splitter it comes with a splitter that you hook a and uh, like um 
that comes with two cables attached to the splitter is what it looks like according to the diagram because it's in Japanese. Um, and then there's one cable that goes out into your switch and then the other cable goes out into your phone and then you attach your headset to the other end of the splitter. Oh, <laughs> Holy crap. This is like setting whole- up PlayStation VR. <laughs> that's that's your setup to talk to your God. friends while you play your Switch. Why not Bluetooth? That awful. Holy crap. Okay. And so when so well, it has the, the to, Switch there, so there's a stereo in, jack in your Switch then I assume that's where it goes in. Yeah, there well, there's a, yes, a, a yes, little jack, but I will point out too that the Switch doesn't have Bluetooth capabilities. I'm pretty sure. That sucks. So, well, so let me ask you this. So it has to go so what if you're playing dock mode? And let's uh, say let's say your dock to clear across the living room. How long is the cord? That's a good question. You know what I mean? Or, or let's say they give you enough cord. So then what? You got to carry that long ass cord with you when you're like on the bus. Is that their hope? Is it, Now, this is what I'm imagining. Are they expecting people like on the bus and on the train to have to play multiplayer? So that's why they, oh, guys, this is a service to you. Now you can play multiplayer uh, arms, you know, like in the, in you know, in, on the beach or something. I don't know. Like, is that what they're thinking? By making it function like this? Like, do they not have the CPU power in the Switch system itself to handle this stuff? Like, they need to use your phone? I just don't know. There's obviously... I mean, Nintendo's Nintendo, and Nintendo is gonna Nintendo, if you know what I mean. They're gonna Nintendo. And they always have a history of just making poor decisions in some way, shape, or form, shooting themselves in the foot. Most... I mean, most... I, I really think the Wii was, like, the happiest accident ever. They had a lot yeah. of risk with it. I mean, a lot of risk, but I think that, yeah, it was successful and it worked out, but man, what an accident. Could have been a total yeah. disaster. And um, I just wanted to say real quick, I, I did pull up an article about this, uh, about this, the, the, the diagram, I found the diagram, it's an article on Polygon, but at the, at the end of the article it says, all of this is really only a problem if you want to have game audio and voice chat sound in your ears at the same time. Yeah. For those who don't, the option to pl- plug or to just plug earphones into a cell phone to access the online app is still there. No dual cable headset needed. But if you'd like to hear that bumping Splatoon 2 soundtrack while chatting up your teammates, headsets like I mean, Hori seem to be the way to go, for better or for worse. Much worse. Uh, leave it up but, to Nintendo to, to reintroduce a problem that was fixed decades ago. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's not like... I mean... I can't imagine a game I'd play where I don't want to hear both the game audio and the people I need to talk to to play the game. And, and in multiplayer games today, especially player unknown battlegrounds, like sound plays such an integral role in online multiplayer. Yeah, you know, for for a lot like, of things, especially yeah, like, like shooting. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine there are like sound cues you need to listen for in Splatoon Two or Arms that you know probably would help you in the game. Like, no, oh, I need to start countering or something. Man, this is uh, mm. you know, it's just. Oh, Nintendo gone Nintendo. Yeah, like, I'm going to be honest. The only thing I'm looking forward to of this $20 a year subscription is just the virtual console, like the access to older games. That's the only thing that I think is worth it on this. You know, that I mean, ca- Nintendo likes to Nintendo likes to get really acquainted with the 25th letter of the alphabet, man. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I get it. Oh, this is so bad. But yeah, it's only $20. I mean, can I pay you twenty? Can I pay you twenty dollars more to not do this? <laughs> to just have it normal, you know? It's only I'll pay forty dollars a year, you know, to not have to use my phone. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess in in that sense though, it's good that it's cheaper. You know, like imagine if this were sixty dollars a year, it would die on the vine. Yeah, yeah, like no, no one would. I don't think anyone would really buy I into just, this. I don't. I don't understand how. It's such a big deal to just have like voice chat integrated into that and the eighth inch port on your switch. I don't. 
Guys, I mean, it's time to I, sell. It's time to sell on the Switch and just switch to PC, uh, where you never pay well, for multiplayer ever. Unless, well, I just, unless it's I, I just World thought, Warcraft or something. Yeah, well, I just I just remembered though actually. So when you, you mentioned something about, uh, I think Robert, you mentioned something about uh, how you're going to do it in doc mode. Or was that you, Jack? No, that was me. Jack. Yeah, how do you do it? Oh, Is there a you. diagram for that? They yeah, got so, PDF up. So huh? the, that well, that that's the thing though. So like. If you do it in jack, like if you do it in docked mode, there is no 3.5 millimeter jack on the Joy Cons, nor is there one on the the Pro controller. Mm-hmm. So you so, can't play it in docked mode. Is that what you're telling me? So, so if you want, I'm I'm pretty sure if you want to hear game audio and do voice chat at the same time, you have to have the Switch undocked. So they're gonna let basically their fan base develop their own homebrewed solutions around this. Much like they did with the stand, <laughs> you know how they had to with scratching right. and warping. Oh, this, this is a YouTube video well. already. I can see somebody making something yeah. up. Well, Tutorials on how to get it to just work <laughs> like a normal <laughs> multiplayer console. Gosh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it's sure getting worse by the minute. Good. The more I'm learning about this, but yeah, it's like Nintendo's making a bunch of bad decisions right now. Like for example, their Pokemon Direct today. Which went completely <laughs> under my radar because I'm not really yeah. a Pokemon fan. I've been I've been on the record as saying I respect the franchise, so don't hate on me. But I I can't get into it myself. Pokemon Go was not really a Pokemon game, um, mm. and I got into that. So nope. that's where it is. I was I was pretty into Pokemon Go for a hot weekend or two. Right. Well, uh, so Jack, you didn't watch the Pokemon Direct, right? But <laughs> Colin, you no. you did, right? I didn't watch it. I just looked uh, looked up the updates afterwards. Okay. So, uh, for those who haven't seen it or read about it, uh, po- Nintendo has revealed three Pokemon games, three brand new Pokemon games. Um, they're doing sequels to Sun and Moon, the most recent wow. you know, like flagship Pokemon game. I mean, this uh, is pre-E3 as well. Right. They wanted it to have so, its own day. Yeah. So, that's uh, it's, they're called Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, I'm pretty sure. And it's it's looking just like black and white too. Yeah, so. that's it's kind of the modest operandi I think around the franchises. Do one sequel per uh, generation. Well, they they didn't do that with X and Y, which is the one before Sun and Moon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Um, and then the other exciting bit of news: uh, Pokémon Tournament, that smash hit from the Wii U generation. Dude. Uh, they're porting that to the switch i forgot about that game until you just mentioned that i heard that was actually a legit fighting game like much to most people's surprise like i heard that yeah, was, there's a lot of layers to it the people you heard it from were they drunk or uh well colin talk on it <laughs> um, i heard it was a good I fighting mean, game I don't, i'm just saying i actually I, don't, I forgot it was a thing now i kind of want it i mean i don't have much personal experience with it i, I did like i got to demo it um and i will say like there it was like there was a lot of depth to it like a surprising amount of depth to it um it was definitely i mean it's definitely way deeper than for uh like smash bros per se whoa um, whoa whoa yeah Shots disagree fired I totally whoa. disagree oh my god are you sure Colin, though yes wow i was not expecting you to say that dude okay fight you too but oh <laughs> come on um i don't know like just just from what I from what I saw and what I've read uh I don't know Pokémon tournament seemed like it was I mean it had a lot of layers there was way more that like there was way more to it than a lot of people expected there to be there was quite a bit of a learning curve uh as well um seems like one of those games that I, a Wii U collector like myself would probably want to have in the collection now that I think about for it for sure I just um I think the biggest thing though was like first of all obviously the console itself 
didn't sell very well. Secondly, it, it was kind of hitting for kind of a pretty niche niche audience. I feel like. I mean, obviously the Pokemon audience is pretty big, but like, I don't know how Pokemon and like traditional maybe like it's not. I don't want to say like traditional fighting games either, though, because it's like it's not really a traditional fighter like Pokemon tournament. Well, it was kind of trying it's, to be though. It it was, but it was like it was a three D fighter. It was like it was almost like the the Dragon Ball Z Tenkaichi view. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the thing with it is that, like, I mean, I can't speak for Colin, but I was very disappointed with... Oh, no, yeah, Pokemon I completely agree. Yeah. I was like, because I, I texted my, uh, uh, one of my friends uh, who's a big Pokemon fan. I was like, hey, there's a, uh, Ninten- there's a Pokemon Nintendo Direct tomorrow at 10 a.m. She's like, oh, my gosh, it's a Pokemon Stars, blah, 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 blah. She's like freaking out. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, could, it probably is. Because, uh, I mean... The, they have a Pokemon Direct that's just completely dedicated to Pokemon, and you would assume it was going to be some huge announcement. I mean, which I guess, granted, a sequel is kind of still a big announcement, but it's basically just an updated version with more stuff, and it's on the 3DS nonetheless. Huh. Like, that's not even, they didn't even oh, announce a Switch that, game. Okay, hold on. This Aside is something I want to talk about. Is that what people are disappointed about? That's not a Switch game? Is that a component of it? That, yeah, well, yeah, because well, okay. it was it was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and it's basically the same game, just some more. That Pokemon. sounds like every Pokemon sequel yeah. ever to me. That sounds like oh, here's f- like what twenty well, okay. more Pokemon. No, so so the, with the new with new games like jumping from Pokemon X and Y to Pokemon Sun and Moon, it's not just twenty new Pokemon, but it's like hundred plus new Pokemon and a whole new world and, and everything, whole, yeah, a whole new region, and usually some kind of either new mechanics or like. Um, just you know, updated okay. graphics in some way. You know, it just it feels and none new. of that is here. What this is going to, what this is going to be is literally playing Pokemon Sun and Moon again, maybe with like a, a nice polish, huh. maybe, and like probably some new legendaries, <laughs> guys. So it's basically like it's ultra. It's basically Sun and Moon definitive. They, yeah, editions. I was just gonna say they are. Well, se- I, they're I, selling you DLC full price for. I wouldn't say definitive editions because it's probably going to be a new story, kind of like with Black to Black Two and White to White Two. Like it's a new story. You know, it, it doesn't feel like you're playing the same game plus DLC. But so it, it sounds DLC. to me like it's just like they're repackaging yeah. something. It's that could just be an DLC. expansion. Pretty wow. much. Yeah. So that so that's uh, why it disappoints that, most people. Right, and then right, the Pokemon right. tournament thing isn't really that great either, because I mean, it's not. I guess that's not bad because it didn't reach. It didn't sell very well on the the Wii U. It didn't reach a whole lot of people. Um, I mean, so I mean, it, the, with all the uh, the the Wii U games coming to Switch, it's just one of those things where a lot of people have like are getting Switches, so it can reach a wider audience. I, I guess. guess. I mean, like I I played a bit of Pokemon tournament because one of my roommates bought it when it first came out, and. I was pretty disappointed in it. And I mean, like, I'm a casual fighting game mm-hmm. person, so, like, I can appreciate a good fighting game and all. But it just felt kind of like you could easily spam with certain characters and just win no matter who you were up against. You know, it didn't. It didn't felt really- like, uh, if I recall, it, it reminded me a lot of the uh, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm games. Whoa, you yeah, got that kind out of, there. So, fast. I mean. <laughs> Like so, so there's part of the game where like you're fighting from yeah, afar it and it's like 3D movement, and then when you get close and do certain attacks, it changes into like 2D movement, a la like you know Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat, and then when you knock them away, it goes back to that like 3D movement, like Ninja Storm oh, yeah, type right. gameplay. But I don't know when I played it, I wasn't impressed. I didn't really fall in love with any of the characters to like to play as them, and it just felt kind of boring hmm. to play. So Pokemon is still boring. Okay, gotcha. 
Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> no, it's it's more like because you know, like uh, like Jack, you'll probably get this. Like with Street Fighter or with any fighting game, like playing it, it's it's really easy to describe, right? You pick a character and you beat up another yep, dude. Yep. The end. But the reason you keep coming back is because you want to keep getting better. There's always such a high skill ceiling. Even if you just want to play one character forever and ever, it'll take you forever to master like that character skill sets and what to do with that character in any given situation. Yeah. With Pokken, I felt like, okay, I'll play around with a couple of characters, but I found this one dude who has this one move that's not counterable and can be used literally any time. So I'm just going to play that dude and use that move every time I can. Mm. And that's it. I've mastered so Pokken tournaments. Yeah, I've mastered Pokken mm. tournament. I'm done. No one can challenge. You know, it felt like that kind of you. thing where it was... Yeah, it just felt very easy to fall into this rut and just be bored with Fair it. Fair enough. It, it seems like Bro, you're playing mainly against the computer, right? my very naive impression. Yeah, I, I don't remember if there was online for that game or not. Yeah, curious. But most fighting games really thrive more multiplayer as computer. So I could, yeah. I could see how you get well, bored. Well, excuse my very naive, my naive impression that I had of the game. I don't know. I, I was basing it on like a small demo that I played and then like a couple of reviews that I read of it. Mm-hmm. Well, needless to say, I'm not excited about like I'm not going to be buying it on the Switch, most likely. Oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a fan of Pokemon in the first place. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I think let's get into the meat of things. Let's start talking about that one big event that's happening next week in the gaming industry. The Video Game the, Super Bowl? Yeah, the Video Game yeah. Super Bowl, sponsored by uh, Jeff Keighley. somehow Tom no. Brady's going to win this one too, guys. I don't know how, but yeah, he's, he's going to be there. I, I hear he's deflating some of the discs. He is on the, co- he is on the cover <laughs> of uh, the latest Madden, but hey. So I, I have a very, very quick story to tell about E3 real quick. Oh, no. So I was watching E3. It might have been last year. And my my ex-roommate that used to live with me, um, he was like, he's like, dude, like, why are you sitting there just like watching streams all day? Like, couldn't you just, you know, read about the stuff afterwards? Like just later, just, you know, get all the pointers. I'm like, then uh, why do you watch sports games live? Can you just get the scores afterwards? <laughs> Got him. So, did you rush him to the burn unit after um, <laughs> after you said that, or I ran downstairs, grabbed the ice pack? It was all right. Yeah. Point, so, E three E three is next week. Super Bowl. I would figure. Yeah, we're an hour in. I figure if you're already listening to a podcast predominantly about nerdy stuff and video games, that we don't really need to delve into too much of what E three really is. I mean, you, I figure yeah. if you made it to this point in the podcast, you you well know. And and if you don't, it's basically. Probably the best time of year to be a fan of the video game industry as a whole. This is where Mm -hmm. all the news comes out for the big plans for the consoles and for games across all, um, all, all mediums. So it's really exciting time. Yeah, and this year is a little. Isn't this year a little special because uh, it's the first one that's open to the public, right? Yeah. So they pulled the panic button, right? They they slammed that. They broke the glass. They slammed the panic button. Oh shit! E three is not what it was it's losing money it's not really going to be worth it how do we inject some revenue into this i know let's sell incredibly expensive tickets to the public Fifteen thousand, in fact into the la convention center um i was there before the public was invited when it was still like a real big congested thing um back in the mid 2010s and uh it was the e3 that the wii came out and the um, twilight princess was like playable on the show floor and back when um uh shadow of the colossus before it was called wanda and the colossus that's what i remember playing at e3 that year mm. anyways um and i remember how crowded it was then so i couldn't imagine injecting fifteen thousand more people i mean obviously um attendance has waned it's not really what it was before 
Uh, I mean, even last year, Nintendo had a game. I mean, granted, it was the uh, Breath of the Wild, the newest Zelda game, which is one of the greatest games of all time. But, you know, it, it, it's usually where you showcase a, a whole uh, stable of games. But Nintendo took that gamble and was just like, nope, just one game. It's a giant show floor here. And it's kind of all they need. No, though, yeah, home honestly. run. Hey, home run. Kudos yeah, to them. They were right on that. But I just can't imagine, right? So they did kind of what Square Enix did with um, Final Fantasy VII. They're like, oh, we're going to go bankrupt. We need money. Oh, I know. Remake Final Fantasy VII. Uh, finally say we're going to be uh, putting Kingdom Hearts 3 out there, even though it's like vaporware, essentially, and it's not going to be coming out anytime soon for either of those games. But they that's what happens when companies, at least smart companies, or, or who knows, companies that are just sick of making the wrong moves over and over again, when they are losing money, they have to find a way to, to make it, and that's why you have the public coming this year. Are either of you guys going? Did you get your no. tickets? Oh, they I were wish. super nope. expensive, right? Weren't they like five hundred dollars? Yeah, absurd, stupid. Can't remember the price. Yeah, and then on top of that, travel fees. Yeah. You know, but they sold out too, lot. like within hours. Well, maybe on hour. Yeah, like. Yeah, and that's one of those things, you know, I think people are going to go and they are, what's interesting as well, I mean, E3 is changing. They are introducing panels now, like a la Penny Arcade Expo, Comic-Con. They're going to have like full on like customer centric or, or player centric, gamer centric panels now with uh, industry. And it's just changing what E3 really is. You know, it's primarily a meeting place for um, buyers, like the Walmart buyer for, you know, Northeast section of the country needs to know how many copies of, of golf for us you know 13 to buy for walmart you know oh let's go look and you know that's kind of what e3 is about real boring stuff i mean as as far as uh being there personally like now it's now it's completely changing it's going to be interesting but it also is concerning too Mm -hmm. i think what we can start doing is kind of look forward and you know just what do you guys want to see at e3 next week or what do you expect so to see? much yeah you know so so much and i think to make this easier we can break it down by um the big six big six companies that are going to be there um and kind of just go through one at a time and kind of you know just give our thoughts on it so why don't we start with a pretty big one Bethesda? are we going to go like kind of in the order of their live stream events uh I actually, um, we could do that I if you want. I think first. Or- yeah, we could do that because uh, EA is actually first because they actually go on Saturday because they're not technically oh, right. part of E3. Okay. That's right. They have yeah, that EA they, Play thing. Right. They do EA Play, which actually takes place across the street from the convention center. Interesting. So, Interesting. basically a yeah. giant middle finger to E3. Wow. Wait, so they're not taking part in E3, but they're going to be in LA right across the street doing their own thing. Exactly. They're going to get their groove back. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. face right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that took you a little bit there. What's a groove, yeah. guys? Okay, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the Emperor's new groove. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, obviously, the, the, the big one being, like, for EA would be, like, Battlefront 2. That's their big showboat right now, I would assume. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, with EA this year, I'm kind of... I'm over EA right now. It's kind of tough to really be excited about their games. Because, I mean, do you guys remember them last year at E3? Uh, or it might have been two years ago with, with their big Battlefield One well, thing. Well, it it, last year though, the main thing was Mass Effect Andromeda, and look how that ended up. So yeah, yeah, that was the big news last year. For me, it's just like okay, like I said to you guys earlier, um, they had to with the Switch coming out, they basically were obligated to the world to to um, port FIFA over. I'm not a huge FIFA fan. I respect that game as well, but I'm not a big uh, a FIFA player. 
but they had to put it on the Switch. Now, I think with the success of the Switch, with how much it's sold, with the hype all surrounded around it, I think you're going to start seeing more of their um, uh, other uh, side uh, Madden, right? It's not like a side game. Madden, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like their other sports games are so, going to be coming and being ported. I think you're going to see from Electronic Arts, you're going to see heavier support for the Switch overall across the board. And that's really my one prediction. No, yeah, I agree. And on a side note, actually, did you guys did you guys see the news that really I think it was released today about FIFA on the Switch? What? No. So it's basically going to be a ported like Xbox 360 version. <laughs> like and it's not going to be running. It's not going to be running in Frostbite engine. And there's no uh, the journey mode, which is like oh, the franchise mode. Oh, that's a whole reason to play those for me. I know a lot of people wow. are yep. card collectors, but dude, so they can't even support the latest engine. And they're saying this: they're, are they like really dogging the Switch's architecture that much? I thought the Switch was supposed to be strong. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I mean, maybe it's, it must not be as strong as we thought. Wow, as strong it, as they needed to be. Obviously, news, like release that you're reading that off of. Yeah, I, I saw. Yeah, I saw an article wow. today. Whatever, no one's gonna care. It's gonna sell. Yeah. I don't think no Nintendo yeah, players and fans are conditioned to not have like you know the top of line graphics. But but the bigger news to me is that has nothing to do with the engine. I would think is cutting out that single player mode. That's the one thing that the story mode yeah. and like the kind of RPG elements of that. That's the one thing that kind of gets me hyped for those games. I was thinking like, oh, maybe I mm-hmm. will p- play a FIFA game because that just seems like a cool you know I uh, inject a little RPG into my sports games. Heck yeah. Yeah, because exactly, exactly. Yeah, because I've never really been interested in sports games personally, but I remember reading somewhere like the new Madden game is going to yeah. have this really interesting like build your career kind of thing, and it's like, huh? Yeah, yeah. I guess I've always wanted to be a virtual quarterback. Yeah, That'd be fun. Well, yeah, and that and that's why people like uh, the NBA 2K series so much is because they do a really really nice story job mode, with their right? franchise mode, wherever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah, their story mode because it has those RPG elements, and then. Uh, uh, Sony followed suit with uh, N- or, uh, MLB The Show. Uh, mm-hmm. So the MLB The Show has uh, the road to the show mode, which is kind of like the same idea as the two, <laughs> what the two games have. But you can like work your guys up through like, you know, uh, like you can drag them from college in the minor leagues and then go from the minors yeah, and like show yeah. off and then get the drafted final into the majors the and blah, blah, blah. He just dunks on your soul. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Actually, the cool thing about the newest MLB game, because I actually bought it from our little brother for his birthday, so I got to check it out. Um is they have like a retro mode so you can play like it's like old school right. like arcade yes. style yeah. baseball it was, yeah it was modeled after Ken like Griffey so Jr. Cool. on Super Nintendo like that that game yeah yes. I'm all about that yes. I've heard some mixed reviews about that but I would love to play it I don't know if it's worth a full price of the game but uh, I'm down with all implementations no, of it, you know those yeah those those games drop in price after about a year so yeah, yeah for, sure, for sure it'll probably be a free PlayStation Plus game next year you know yeah yeah Um. so I think one of the biggest questions I have for EA is, is it time for us to hear about a new Dragon Age? Mm. Potentially. So you, so you want to see something from Bioware. Oh, actually, d- isn't Bioware releasing a new IP? Whoa. This Well, not releasing, but revealing a new IP at E3 this well, year. Then, so that wouldn't be Dragon Age. That'd be a new thing. Yeah. Are you? Where'd you hear that? That's kind of intriguing. Uh, it's called Codename Dylan. Uh, it kind of flies under the radar a bit, but if you Google Codename Dylan, you'll see like a couple like inklings of information coming from Bioware for that, but they're being very hush-hush about it. Uh, Where, how long ago did you hear about this? Uh, like earlier this week. Wow, last week. okay. Well, I'm more intrigued. But but yeah. then again, like, okay. let's be honest, guys. Like, I hate to sound so cynical, man, but Bioware has just not been the same since EA acquired them. 
They kind of were the the it's rushing true. out Mass Effect Three just led to more problems than solutions. So yeah. and and the, I mean the worrisome thing too about their new IP to me is according to reports, people are saying it's it's borrowing mechanics from uh, MMO FPSs like like The Division or like uh, Destiny Two. Not really MMO, but like MMO like pseudo MMO mm. shooters. Okay, interesting. So you know it has potential Look forward i guess to that too but. i mean that will be something that could potentially blow up the internet a new ip from bioware yes. you know i i wasn't even speculating that they could that that could happen um no but yeah thanks for sharing because now i'm a little more excited to watch that press conference now yeah same. no yeah yeah for sure give us a reason to watch it yeah okay and so like yeah but back to my question do we think it's time for a new dragon age I don't know. I didn't, I don't know I didn't I feel play it. too much of the first one. The first one had too many problems for me. I recognize it as Which, a good as in Dragon Age Origins. I'm sorry. No, no, Origins? no, no, no. Uh, Inquisition. Okay. Origins Inquisition was the best the one, one still, yeah. I yeah, think. Origins was the best one, and then Inquisition, and then that abysmal second one. By default, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd want a new Dragon Age, honestly, just because it, it's, it's a game that's in a weird place where... You know, the first one, was, people call it the best one because it was the most tactical. Then the second one just became this weird action game pretending to be a tactical game. And then the third one, Inquisition, was kind of a good mix of both. But, you know, it, I don't know. I guess I'm a little stale from it just because I, I played through most of Inquisition. I think I beat it. it. took me like 96 hours. And by the end of it, I didn't feel like I need another Dragon Age game in my life anytime soon. And it's been a couple of yeah. years and I still I don't, don't feel the need for speed right now, but um I I will always think fondly back to Dragon Age because I built my PC in early 2015 based around Dragon Age. That was the first game I purchased. No, second game I purchased. I, yeah, Evolve. I don't know if you guys remember that. Those are like the two uh, big games. Beautiful game. Yeah. Yeah. Guess which oh, one I played boy. more, right? But, um, but Dragon Age Inquisition, I just will always remember it for the rest of my life, honestly, for the rest of my life as the first game I played at 144 frames per second, solid locked. And it blew nice. my freaking mind and i'll always love it for that and like wow. it was fun right like jack you can attest that it, it has its moments yeah and then you get sick of being in the hinterlands for everything you don't real. i wish someone just like came and like poked me and was like dude get out of here this is not where the game is you know i realized like you need to gather yeah. i was trying to do what video games condition you to do right and finish everything and then do all the quests and so i was in there like 20 hours dude and i just got burnt out and then i finally got out and it started getting good but by that time it was kind of too late other games had already come out and started taking my attention yeah yeah i i um so my personal experience was like uh with the dragon age series like honestly i didn't really get much into the first one like something about it just didn't grip me too much um and then like i tried to get like give it another chance when inquisition came out because I, I remember i uh I got my PS4 uh, Christmas 2014, and I think that's shortly after uh, when in, uh, shortly before that Inquisition had dropped. So of course I got Inquisition for Christmas. I put like 20 hours or so into it, and then I just kind of like dropped it. I was like, this isn't really holding my interest. And I'm not. I wasn't really a big fan of the combat either. Um, I, I, I imagine will say, it, it was different on controller. I played a keyboard and mouse. I, f- I feel like controller. Oh, so yeah. I assume you played a controller, right? Because PS4. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, regardless, I think it's it's been like enough time has passed to where I, I could I think I could comfortably say that they could announce it um, because it's it's been about four years. And I mean, 
I don't know. Uh, I know like the new Mass Effect, which just dropped this year, but I mean, they could they could come out and be like, hey, it isn't in development kind of thing. You know what I mean? We could at least give us some sort of confirmation um, because, I mean, EA had, has a tendency to like talk about their games well ahead of time. Um, so with that said, not that I really care too much about Dragon Age, but there are people, a lot of people out there that love the Dragon Age games. So yeah, I mean, if there if there is Dragon Age, let them have Dragon Age. If if um, they announce it, I'll look into it. But I'm not right. I'm not excited for you. Know, I'm not like hoping. No, I'm not keen on it. it. I'm uh, not keen what on would it. Would get me no, excited. Let's see um, VR Dragon Age. That seriously, <laughs> then I'd be like, oh hey, oh god, you know, maybe yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe like an isometric view, like you're playing God and you're like telling your no first vertigo. person. Because think, I mean, seriously, man, I I can imagine those dragons just being impressive as shit in VR. That's true. In the landscape, so but they they could let, they could eat Skyrim's to, lunch in a way. Yeah. No, I would I, just before we right before we leave EA though, my my shoot for the sky prediction or yeah. what I would love yeah. to see from EA, Visceral Games comes out and they're like, guys, Dead Space. Whoa, Boom. that could be mm. cool. Even though Dead Space Three was kind of crappy. I, yeah, but Dead but Space like, One and like Two. Yeah, yeah, but there's been like a ever since like Dead Space Three, there's been kind of like a little bit of a survival or like a survival horror renaissance mm-hmm. going on. So I think they would be like, okay, we're gonna go back to our roots and we're gonna scare the bejesus out of you like we did with one. Could, could be cool. I mean, especially with you know with Resident Evil success at least critically. Um, you know, yeah, and I'm 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 hankering for a new Dead Space game, man. There's there's something so satisfying about the, the combat in Dead one Space that best. I just I first crave. and still best. Yeah. Um yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. I still I, I I think I like the second one slightly better than the first, mm. to be honest. Um just because it's a little bit more fluid. Too much of the girlfriend um, in your ear for but me. otherwise. Screaming at you. <laughs> All right. Is there anything okay. else from EA before we move on? No, I think we need to move on. We're we're taking up too much time with the air right now. I think we need. Yeah, to there's a lot to cover. Seriously, oh man. Yes, yes. So we, we have to. Okay, let's get. To, we have to start moving to quicker. So uh, let's move on to Ubisoft next. Ubisoft, Ubisoft. Uh, Aisha Tyler making all them jokes. Yeah, like I, I hope she hosts again this year. Please don't. <laughs> oh, she's um, good, dude. She's good. <laughs> Are you? With are you she's good at her own thing, conference? but whenever she starts involving, she's good when she starts involving the crowd, it makes for like moments that you still remember a year later in for bad reasons. Yeah, that's so what I'm thinking. I mean, cringe. she's great. I like her, yeah. but man, it and was then she weird. goes out of her way to like drop curse words just because yeah. she'd be like, she'd be like, curse word, huh? isn't that funny, guy? Because I said a curse word and it's we're an gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to seriously uh, endure another like dance. USA, like, uh, but yeah, just, just dance. dance, and then the yeah, whole just dance routine. Dance. That's the one part. I'm just like, come Hold on, endure. Uh, Excuse uh, you. I look for. Uh, that's what I've been waiting for uh, all year. I've been counting down these 365 days for another Ubisoft uh, <laughs> dance routine. Uh, no, okay. So the thing I'm looking forward to most with Ubisoft, I think, is probably I'd like to see more Far Cry Five stuff, but that's so far out. You know, it's like eight more months. I would like to see a reveal on the new Assassin's Creed game. Is it time? They, wasn't wasn't it news so. that last year there wasn't an Assassin's Creed game released? Right. Yes. Yeah. They, they were taking a hiatus. I, okay. I disagree. It is so not time for a new Assassin's Creed. Let that breathe. Let it breathe. Let it marinate. I mean, one year off to me is not enough. Now, I think you're right. I think there definitely will be another Assassin's Creed uh, announced. I. I Oh, they're yeah, they're dropping this year. They're dropping not in that um, audience that that needs that. Well, the reason I want to see it is because they they have acknowledged that they need a break from yeah. it, right? 
And if they come back this year with it, that's them, I think, like that's them saying we approve of the time that we've taken and we think this is the much better quality. Like this is what they think the hiatus was all for. They're going to have. And I want to see what they think a good Assassin's Creed is. They're going to have to do what they did. Yes, that does make sense. They're going to have to do what they did with Far Cry, at least what what is purported that they're doing Far Cry and really mix it up. I just think Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed is way too formulaic, way too predictable. Um, you know, you know what? I take that back. When you talk about Black Flag, I thought Black Flag was awesome. They're gonna have, dude. If they did a sequel to Black Flag, that could be sweet. Then I'd get excited. Oh, I'd love they that. did. It was Assassin. They did. It was Assassin's Creed Rogue. <sighs> yeah, the one that they released at the same time. And no, man, give me. No, it, it came out with the, it came out alongside Unity. Oh, that's All right. right, so dash my hopes against the rocky shores. Why don't you? But anything with, <laughs> with sea shanties in it. That's all I need. Give me some more shanties. So, yeah. what, so what? Do you guys know anything about the new Assassin's Creed, or are you guys just predicting that's going to happen? Uh, aside from the, the the few screenshots that like got leaked, not really. Yeah, according to leaks, it's going to be set in ancient Egypt, which mm, right. I'm very curious of how that's going to fly. Oh man, they're going to circle back, guys. They're going to circle back to the Desmond storyline trilogy. There's going to be aliens involved. <laughs> it's going to be completely incoherent and just tacked on. Because that's why yeah, they're going to Egypt. Be the best. Yep. Aliens, Stargate, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. Ancient aliens. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I think that's the main thing I want to see from Ubisoft. I want to see what they think. The, 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 I want to see the fruits of their labor. I want to see the fruits of their time off to see what Dude, they can make out of Michelle Ansel. Michelle. What was the name of that? Wild? Wasn't that the name of his game coming out where you like tame the animals and you ride a bear and you can like be a I, hawk? I, oh, come on, guys. I think it's called Wild. It, it, do you mean everything? Huh? Are you talking about everything? No, this game is called Wild, I'm pretty sure. And it's it's Michel Ansel, the guy who made um, uh, Good and Evil, Beyond Good and Evil, and Rayman. It's his new game. Okay. I want to see that game. At that. And they're definitely okay. going to show more, I think, because they, they had a big showing at PlayStation Experience a while. You guys didn't see that preview? Mm-mm, oh, man. No. Okay. So, yeah, I'm really hoping for and I'm really optimistic they're going to be showing more of that at E3. It just looks ridiculous. It looks I'll I'll share uh, more with you guys after the podcast, but but check it out. Okay. Okay. All right. So next on the list, I think uh, let's talk about before we get into the big three. Let's talk about Bethesda because that's that's going to be an interesting conference all on its own. I've heard some things Mm -hmm. and some stuff. Would you like to share the so stuff, the stuff the first. first? So the stuff is, I heard okay. there's going to be a new IP announced this year. Have you guys heard okay. anything on that? As in first party, or is it going to be like public? Them no, like a new IP, like a first party Bethesda IP. Like on yes, that's what really? I heard. It's just rumors. These are predictions. You know, I I don't have any secret you know information or anything inside information. But this is these are the the little birds are singing so to speak yeah i haven't heard this no so we'll see like all i well i know that they released that uh that promotional thing for e3 was like uh bethesda land or whatever and they had the two parts of it like the the map there's going to be new ip implying that there's going to be two new things right so one of them one of them is going to be a new ip is what i was like i said what i've been hearing and then i mean because they they could have quite a bit up their sleeves so they could have a wolfenstein sequel <laughs> I'm Which sorry. Really wait, like what, how do you say that? Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein? Oh, are you a Stein? Are you a Stein person? It's Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. It's Wolfenstein. 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 Okay. So BJ Blaskowitz kills Nazis too. Yes. 
Give me more. That game I, was sweet. I loved is that. Yeah, the 2014 Dude, one, it's, it's, the, the recent one, oh, you order or whatever. Game. And then the and then yeah. the. Uh, are, are you one of those people that says Ramstein? <laughs> yes. Weinstein. Weinstein. Ramstein. Ramstein. It's Rumstein. Robert, um, why do you host wait. so much? Why do you host? Do yeah, host? Why do you host, Mish? Do host? I'm just curious. <laughs> don't don't host anymore. Do host, Mish. <laughs> so do host, Mish. Okay, so yeah, back yeah, on track. I host you guys so much right now. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> yeah. Do so I'd, I'd love to see a new Wolfenstein. Yes. Um, so I could see them releasing something about that. Uh, maybe a new Elder Scrolls. Poss- it's been like six no, years since it's on. Came out. It's on, and I think it's going to be. And it's, I think you know they're going to um, go hard on VR with that. I think. I think, think out so? of the box they're going to have VR support. The the Elder Scrolls Six Skyrim Two VR. Yes. Yeah. I, All these, are my, God, these are my predictions. Yeah. These are my predictions. I think they're because uh-huh. look at look at um, their support with Fallout Four. It's it's been written in the stones for a while that they're going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I th- that was actually one of the talking points I was going to bring up is Fallout Four VR. We we I feel like we're most definitely going to get an update on Fallout v- or Fallout Four VR. Yeah, and it would go it would go very well if they're pushing VR with that, and then that segued into like if they do announce a new Elder Scrolls game, they'd be like, okay, Elder Scrolls VR as well. So now we have like we're starting a you know a small family of VR games uh, published by or made by Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And Excuse speaking me. of Fallout, I. What do you guys think the chances are of a new Obsidian Fallout game? Obsidian's busy, right? Mm, they're busy maybe. with their own. They're I busy mean, with um oh that that oh stick of uh, the South yeah, Park yeah upcoming game. Oh, I mean, so you mean so you mean when Obsidian makes the very like way superior Fallout game? Yeah, like what? I'm looking for the, yeah. you know New Vegas what? too. Yes, New Vegas is better than three. Don't Gentlemen, fight me. I've never played New Vegas. I don't know. I own uh, it, but it always seemed like the B team was take was. No, nah, do you do yourself a favor? Mm, it's very good. If I ever have time, dude. Yeah, once I retire, guys, I'm gonna be like set from basically 65 to 95. I'm just gonna be catching up on games from 2001 and on. <laughs> it's a long I way know, to go. Yeah, buddy. I'm working towards it. So yeah. hey, these, um, this is but, huge news. And if both of these prove true, this is gonna be an awesome presentation for Bethesda. You know, this is, yeah, I think Bethesda, like they're also probably going to drop some stuff about, um, Oh my God, that, that first person shooter, uh, arena shooter. That's really quick. Quake. (laughs) You forgot Quake Quake Champions. Champions. Oh, that Mario, Uh, that, that plumber guy with the bro. (laughs) What's this in the the Yoshi? You know, that, that blue spiky haired guy runs fast. Quake, Yes. Quake arena or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, Quake champions. Yeah. Yeah, Now you can't, I I never knew it. Um, Quaker Oats. Okay, uh, but yeah, I think because I mean, right now it's like closed or open beta or something like that. And I think it's invitation beta, um, and I think they're aiming for a 2017 release window. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more like maybe updates from the game or something yeah. like that at yeah. E3. I mean, no, it, yeah, I could, to- I could totally I, I can see dig it. on some Quake. It's not my first PC game I reach for. I don't have quite the nostalgia most people do. I'm more Doom man myself, but uh, Quake mm-hmm. is uh, definitely something that. I remember fondly and um, it's always welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, may, I have an inkling. Maybe there's going to be some like announcement is on maybe some more like doom support stuff, maybe some stuff for multiplayer. Um, and then maybe some prey DLC updates. I'm sure they're going to do DLC for uh, prey. I mean, it could be a little too soon because prey was just like a month ago. Not even. 
Well, I mean, they could be like, okay, we have DLC planned at the very least. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, but I think obviously the, the the biggest question is like whether or not they're going to announce Elder, Elder Scrolls Six. And I, at this point, for me, I feel like it's kind of like a flip of a coin because like we could be like, nah, they're probably not going to announce it because they said it was well a ways off. I think last year because, um, you know, Todd Howard was like, I was I almost said God Howard again. Todd, <laughs> I've never heard that expression before. Todd Howard is like, right. Uh, Todd Howard uh, said like, yeah, it's happening, guys, but it's pretty well a ways off. I mean, knowing knowing Bethesda, though, they could be like. Okay, guys. So you know, Elder Scrolls Six. Oh yeah, that's coming out in November. Here's a gameplay trailer. <laughs> Dude, the thing they did with Fallout Four. Exactly. I was like, I was half kind of expecting it, but not at the same time. And when it happened, I, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like got out of my chair, flipped my mm. chair, flipped the table, flipped my dog, flipped my cat. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I was, I was freaking out. I don't, I don't even own, my, own a cat. I, I flipped my say, neighbor's like, cat. You got cats and dogs anyway. together. <laughs> <laughs> wow! No, this could. Uh, here's but here's yeah, a pie in the sky prediction for as far as Bethesda is concerned. Um, it's not gonna. It's so pie in the sky. It's not gonna happen until 2018. But let's talk about it, guys. We, no one's really discussing this yet. But it is pretty much locked in, inevitable that there will be not if, but when a Doom sequel arises. And I think, oh, yeah, I and I think next year, so I think bad. next year it will be big and they might even announce it before E3 oh, yeah. to, to just steal, yeah, steal you know, marketing yeah. uh, the eyeballs basically. But well, here, here's a thought too: what they might do, um, maybe instead of a Doom 2, what if they did like uh, like a Doom DLC expansion, like story mode expansion? No, like no. a la. Blood I don't want wine. that. No, I want. I. I, I make want sense, it would make sense probably financially to do that, but I want a full on just start over, man. Just call it Doom Two and use the brackets right to make the Roman numeral twos like <laughs> they did before. Don't use the. Uh, don't use the II. Use yeah. the brackets. Like just just play all the way back to that nostalgia. Like I want that. I want the cock of demons. I want. I want it all. Just. I, I think it's. I think that that is more a foregone conclusion that will happen. Not when. I mean that game was just way too successful. And made the well, money. I mean, because you, you beat you beat Doom, right? The first, like the new Doom. No. <laughs> oh, Colin, but I will. Did you ever play I the played new a Doom? crap load of it. It's on my list. Okay. I'm I'm very saddened to say that I Wait, haven't played oh, Doom yet. You man. haven't even played it yet. Oh. Yo, come over dude, sometime. You'll play you're it on one my of the most machine. Metal dudes it's I've so ever fun. Met. <laughs> I know, and I blare the soundtrack constantly because Mick Gordon's soundtrack I is incredible. Dude, it's been on sale for like and 20 I haven't bucks. played it yet. Dude, I know. I just haven't gotten around. I haven't got my PC built yet. I play, I'm I'm in the middle of playing five million holds, games okay, at once. I'm just saying, I heard it holds up pretty well for uh, PS4. I heard it holds up pretty well. The frame rate's solid. Oh, no, yeah, I know the PS4 version is pretty, pretty I am, decent. Yeah, I am well, taken yeah, aback by this news. It was it was one of those games that was on my list when I got my PC built, mm-hmm. but it's turning into the, one of those middle aged like mid like midlife crisis type dad car builds where it just kind of sits yeah, in the PC's garage. PC is the way and, to go, but yeah. I'm just saying you have that is a must play for Colin Sparling. Like honestly, just us yes. talking about it right Dang. now kind of makes me want to reinstall sure. it right now and play for some. Sure. Yeah, it's such a fun shooter, and the way it ends, like even if it didn't sell successfully, it's very obvious that the way they ended it, it's like there's a Doom too. Dude, dude just just play the first half hour. So awesome! Probably one of the best half hour, right. first half hours in the game. Period. Oh, like 
the the second he cocks a shotgun, just, just don't, yeah, do. just don't say nothing. Just oh yeah, man, yeah. get on that call. Okay, so pie in the sky, they pie in the sky. I would love for them the to announce. Doom I would love Slayer. them to announce the Doom sequel this year. I don't think they will. I would be shocked. They might drop mm-hmm. a teaser like a stinger right at the end. One more thing. Oh yeah, what if what if what if they just show the bracket too? Exactly. Like they just show that exactly. for a second, and, and then, then it's and, and then the internet the would break into so. Yeah. Can we just can we just have Mick Gordon come out and just play like the entire <laughs> that does the conference like cause dude when he came dude when he came out and played when they came out and played at uh the game awards the Jeff Keighley game awards I flipped mm-hmm. like it was so awesome like they had Matt Halpert from Periphery on drums yeah and like oh my god he came out and he's like I was like oh my god this is incredible I'm really surprised he hadn't played it man but get on that sooner rather than later seriously it's got to be it's got to be cheap now. Yeah, they even have like an arcade mode for the game, so it's like you're playing through the story with none of the story bullshit. And yeah, yeah. Play I, I don't shoot. think you know what, Robert. I don't think we really need to sell this to him. Like he knows, you know, he mm-hmm. knows. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's oh, fair. No, yeah. I, I, am I well, see the shame on his well face. Aware. Okay, well, I bought. Okay, so yeah, let's let's move on to the next. Uh, so now we're hitting the three big companies. Oh my three gosh, big dude, this is gonna be a long podcast. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Let's start with Microsoft. Let's get the most uncomfortable one out of the way. That's I think. the one that there's most to talk about. I'm I'm uncomfortable thinking about it. Well, to, to me, it's like it's so. Like, what are they gonna do? You know, that's that's the question on my mind all the time. I just I at the same time I'm kind of like excited, but I also know it's I, I also know in my heart of hearts that it's going to be one of those things where it's like. Xbox One Scorpio. Okay, here it is. Now, here's this third-party game best played on Xbox One Scorpio, and they're going to be saying that a lot because that's yeah. Let's clarify a little bit. So they're definitely going to show the Project Scorpio, which is the code name, not necessarily the official name for their latest iteration of the Xbox One. Let's just—it's not a new console. It's just the Xbox One with jacked up on steroids on jacked up graphics. Yeah, it's it's, 4K. It's it's the PS4 Pro. Yeah, it is going. It is an Xbox One. Just plays games in 4K resolution native. It is, and not to uh, you know short sell it. Like it is going to be when it comes out. At that time, the strongest video game console ever made. Yeah, six teraflops in that one little Flopper, box. Floppy. Like it's hard to house that many. Here's teraflops. the question. So, oh, no, I'm sorry. Were you gonna say? No. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, it's it's hard to think. You know, so the ter- the, the six teraflop machine is coming out, right? They're probably gonna announce like uh, release date, price, and specs. But what can I play on it that makes me want to buy it? What's that? League of Thieves or something like that? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. It's also coming out on PC. Though. That's where I'll play it. That looks like a PC centric game. No, it, uh, it, yeah. I want to talk. You know, I mean, I think they're going to have the games to announce. I think they're saving it. Yeah, that that's the biggest yeah. thing is like they just I'm gonna they gotta try. Have the games. Like, it's really hard. You guys know me. Like, it's really hard for me to be uh, optimistic, especially about Microsoft. But I'm going to try really hard to be optimistic. They're going to have the games there, but they are going to. F- this, this is going to be the coming out party for the scorpio at least that's what they hope um we'll get that later but let me ask you this have you guys seen the dev kits because they've been like really um public about the dev kits for this system i mean they're even stronger than the regulars uh than the scorpio is going to be itself because they want developers to be able to to do what they want with the game you know so they give them all the specs and all the headroom and then tune it down 
quote unquote tune it down to fit on the Scorpio. But anyways, the the huh. dev kit has a LCD screen like on the front of it of the dev kit of the box itself. Yeah, I did see those pictures. And it, will, yeah. and it can show you whatever you want. Um, people have actually even programmed you to be able to play games on that small screen that's physically on the box. Like you can play Snake or other like old cell phone games, things like huh. that, which is pretty funny. But it, but mainly they they'll let you put whatever you want on there. But most people use it for like um, FPS counter. Or something like that, which I don't know anyone that has a separate screen. Like anyone that cares about FPS, right, is on PC, and I don't know anyone that has a right. separate FPS counter that's not on the on their monitor. You know, that's off to the side. Like, so I don't know. It just it just seems like a weird thing. So what the question I have for you is if that design is baked into the um, into the dev kit, what do you think the chances are they're going to have some kind of functionality like that in the final build? Will it rather will it be on the console or will they maybe <laughs> pull a Dreamcast, which they've been known to do in the past? By the way, the Xbox is kind of the Dreamcast sequel by default. Um, but will they maybe have some kind of weird LCD screen on the controller? Will they change the controller at all? No one's really talked about this. <clears throat> I I don't think so, and uh, I think the biggest reason why is because uh, the price point. Because there, it's already going to be such a powerful system in and of itself. Um, that if they do any like willy nilly type of things with anything else on the console, that's only going to drive up costs because the the biggest thing about this console is the price point itself is like because the adoption rate isn't going to be very high if they if it's a super expensive console because people could otherwise I mean and, and especially if they don't have the games to back it people can just buy a, a you know a two hundred two hundred fifty dollar PS four and play all the third party are they games going they to do what they need to do um, and are they going to bring it in at a loss so that they have that market penetration right. to get consoles into homes are they willing and, to do that i don't know and i kind of doubt it right and i think what they're going to do is they're going to do uh, something similar to what they did with the xbox one s and that they're going to have like the multiple hard drive storage like uh tiers they're going to yeah. have like you know like a one terabyte at i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna speculate a one terabyte at like 450 and i'm going to say like a two terabyte at like 499 mm, interesting interesting i think i you know what yeah. i think that they're going to have i could see them having multiple they've done it multiple times no pun intended but um i could see them having you know a, a starter kit quote unquote and then one that's like i don't think a terra bit is like big enough anymore especially when you're talking about 4k games if you're having a game that is yeah. rendering natively at 4k that's just more space you're going to need for those installs so you know a terabyte isn't gonna isn't gonna do you anymore i feel so um i think that they're going to i don't think you know what i don't think that they feel that behind on the playstation 4 no from a numbers game right i mean obviously like the the sentiment they definitely are behind and that's why they are doing this it, it definitely um looks obvious to me that they took um being considered a technologically inferior console on uh, this last gen i definitely feel like they took it personally with the scorpio and this is like their answer back right this is their big haymaker to say hey forget sony you know come over to come over to the green side here look what we're doing this time yeah it's right? personal um i think that i i don't think yeah. they feel that behind because what do they do all the time in these press releases they always say well at this point in life cycle this is the greatest selling con uh microsoft console of all time you know we're selling more faster than the xbox 360 etc etc you know so i don't think for numbers games so i actually think they probably are gonna bring it you know in at about 500 bucks 
is my guess. Yeah, see, that that's what I was feeling too because it's like, they, uh, because Sony drops the PS4 Pro at, <clears throat> excuse me, the 399 price stronger. Point. This is and, way stronger uh, than that. And it's way it's not even close. stronger than that. that. And yeah, um, and so like I think five like four ninety nine, it's like that sounds about the price point. But the thing is, they can't afford to be much more expensive than that. They just because otherwise people just won't buy it. I mean, who's yeah? And and they it's like won't. who is this for? Are, does that person really exist? That is still exactly. like Microsoft consoles only. Like I feel like so many people that grew up playing Xbox three sixty or even original Xbox. So many of those people have grown up and grown into PC gaming. And I'm not trying to brag. I'm just telling you, like, I have the GTX 1080 Ti, and that's rocking almost 12 teraflops. So six teraflops to me doesn't sound as good as someone, you know, as as maybe someone that's custom to the Wii or the Wii U. Like, it's just like, okay, fine. Like, I could, right. there's nothing to stop me from plugging in my PC, which, by the way, tends to play most of the Xbox uh, exclusive games now, right? Um, with crossplay. Like, they're almost like right. cannibalizing themselves in so many ways. It's just a very weird to market strategy they have here with this. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm having a I, hard I time seeing who would want an Xbox Scorpio or Xbox Super Xbox, whatever they're going to call it, right? Because people who have the Xbox console right now are more than likely people who are budget conscious enough where they might not feel it's worth it to shill another $500 or $600 even yeah. for a better Xbox One. And I one. feel good. That and no, I was just going to say uh, that and like almost everyone that I've met or anyone that I know that has an Xbox One either has another console if they are a hardcore gamer or a person that just owns an Xbox One usually isn't that like hardcore of a gamer that they just have that Xbox One and that's just and the console really, that they play yeah, on. It's yeah, they're they really going to be pushing VR with this thing too. There might even be VR bundles. That might be a surprise. That might be kind of an ace in the hole for them if they if they bundle this with VR and maybe at a at a good price, right? So so maybe they cut the price of the Oculus Rift. I think that's what they're directly supporting. I think they signed a deal. Right with Oculus. So, what if they had a bundle that came in and it was cheaper than if you were to buy a five hundred dollars console and the Oculus Rift separate? Like maybe buy one hundred fifty bucks or something like that. Then that would be more a greater value proposition if VR is still a thing, which is just another big asterisk next to it as well, right? But but that's kind yeah. of you know all in the plan for this console is they want it to be to support VR out of the box, be the best way to play, you know. So. I don't know. A lot of questions. I'm really excited to to learn more. I mean, but let me ask you this: like again, as a PC gamer that graduated from Xbox, um, what game? Let's say they do a bunch of great games come out. Okay, best case scenario. But what? Which one of those Xbox exclusive games is also not going to be available to play on PC? Yeah, right. Exactly. Another problem, and, and that's where they and that's where they, they set this precedent years ago. It, that it, the games that come out on Xbox One yeah. are going to come out on PC as well, and sometimes, most of the time, they're going to look better and, and run at higher resolutions and yeah. more solid frame rates. So, again, yeah, because I, I remember, I remember when they made that announcement, I was like, oh, finally, so there's less console exclusivity. Like, I wouldn't be able to play Forza Horizon uh, Six without this whole like crossplay yeah. thing right because i don't own an xbox but i could play it on pc and i'm willing to bet it looks better on my pc than it ever would if i had owned an xbox one yeah oh yeah right. especially um, the latest forza horizon yeah. runs awesome and it supports ultra wide uh 21 by 9 mm-hmm. uh aspect ratio like heck yeah oh yeah so whatever i think of like uh you know microsoft exclusive games coming out pro- like pretty soon i can only think of halo 6 and crackdown 3 Mm-hmm. And oh yeah i don't think 
Yeah, I don't think we we like they've come out and said that those are definitely coming out on PC, but they're they're likely going to mm-hmm. because of their Halo their deal. Six makes me yawn and it, more than anything. Actually, I'm just going on for Halo Six now. Nice, oh, oh, good, I good hate timing. Halo now, but anyways, but uh, Crackdown Three though <laughs> is a game that definitely uh, could take advantage, you know, of the added flops, you know, with the um, with yeah. the examples of yeah, the environments. environments like what they showed would look pretty impressive that was a couple years ago so i'd love to see where that game is now but how quick are we to forget how terrible and disappointing crackdown 2 was all anyone wants to think about are those agility orbs and crackdown 1 how fun that was at that time uh what 12 mm-hmm. years ago now uh, 11 years Something ago like that, that game was like oh holy yeah. crap but uh yeah, but it, it was fun old. for a time um but you know <laughs> i don't know one 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 cop game, superhero game, a, a console does not make. So they're going to have to do more. Yeah, I mean, and I, not not to not to get into the console wars too much, but like even when I hear Xbox One fanboys like just go out of the way to try and defend the Xbox One, it just it almost it almost makes me feel it yeah, makes it's, me feel bad for them, man. Is what it is, like, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like dude, it's like yeah, but like Crackdown Three and Sea of Thieves, I'm mm. like really, I. Really, like I can name I can name so many PS4 exclusives that came out this year that blow both of those probably both I, yeah, of those it, away. I I like I said I'm gonna remain optimistic. I'm gonna I'm gonna think positively and say that they're gonna have some exciting game announcements because um, it's just been so filled with disappointment as we've touched on before in podcasts of weeks past that things that come out of E3 don't necessarily um, come true all the time so they they're willing to make you big yeah, promises. look at scale bound yeah let me let me ask you this yeah does is there going to be any changes or updates to the controller or are they just not going to mess with a good thing i think they should oh, i don't know shouldn't but i'm saying will they no like, it's far prediction wise i mean the thing is they already have they i mean there's already like a bajillion variations of the xbox no, i'm not talking about color I mean, scheme i'm talking about like basic like, functionality is there going to be anything well, I mean, they already have the Xbox One Elite yeah. controller. Yeah, like I don't think they're going to make like an Elite Elite or an Elite Two or an Elite Scorpio Sony did. or something. Yeah, yeah. I think when the Pro came out, that's why I'm asking you guys. They changed a little bit of the controller functions. Oh, okay. I see. What, so updated, you're saying like yeah, very subtle version of the controller. Do you think we're going to get the same in the box controller, okay. or do you think they're going to tweak it? Is the right word? They, they they might tweak it a little bit. Like I, I I'm sorry because I was thinking I thought thought you were talking more like big ticket changes, six face like, buttons. Something I could see four. I could see right, them doing something stupid right. like a FPS counter on the controller. Seriously, I could see it happening. <laughs> yeah, Dumb, heads up display or something on the controller. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's move on to the next of the big three. Let's let's start talking about Nintendo. That weird kid in the room. Yeah, I heard some Ninty. distressing news, Colin. What you were talking about before we started recording. Do you remember about the length of this presentation? Because Nintendo, they don't do a quote unquote proper uh, E3 presentation where they do pre-recorded oh. things. And and some of them have led to some of the most memorable uh, moments in, of E3's past. I love the uh, puppet Iwata year. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, I love that when they did that. Yeah, they, yes. they have a charm. They have a style. Nintendo has some aggressive marketing going on. They definitely are the most stylistic, the coolest. They just seem like the company that they that makes you happy, right? More so than, than Sony or Microsoft by a long shot. So, so Colin, you were talking about, so yeah, we're expecting like, again, like years past another pre-recorded kind of presentation. Uh, but you were talking about how long it's going to be or how short it's going to be rather. Yeah. So I, I thought I, uh, was reading a 
thread on Gaff right before we started recording, and it said apparently the presentation itself or live stream event thing, whatever Nintendo has going on, the treehouse thing or whatever, is only going to be 30 minutes. Huh. Uh, so, so, yeah, 30 minutes, that's it. Um, but if it's anything like the last Direct they have, I mean, it's going to be like, okay, here's the list of things. It's going to be boom, 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 boom. We're just going to throw a bunch at you. Not really give you much time to digest all of it, but they're going to throw a lot of information in a short amount of time. And um, so, obviously, they're going to probably t- be talking about, you know, Mario Odyssey. They're going to throw more stuff about that. They're going to be talking about ARMS. They're going to be talking about Splatoon 2. They're going to especially be pushing ARMS and Splatoon 2 a lot because they have well, those coming on. out so soon. You think um, so? You think that they'll spend time on those games? On ARMS? So specifically, when's ARMS coming not, out? N- not... Arms comes out at the end of the week of E3, like June twenty, June sixteen, yeah. I think. So like next I honestly Friday. Think this is my prediction. I think they're right. not going to mention Arms at all. I mean, I wouldn't say they're not going to mention it at all. But I just, that I don't, I don't think they're going to tarry long on it. But the thing is, like, they're going to mention it because they're, they're, it's just another. They way might to mention push it in passing. I don't know if it's coming out any screen time, and I don't think it'll be on the show floor. Well, yeah, I mean, this. of course, they still got to do that thing where it's like, hey, guys, by the way, ARMS is dropping. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's it's just right. another way to market it. Okay. Um, Splatoon 2 and Mario. And then Splatoon 2, of course. And Mario might be the only yeah. one on the floor. That's the that's the known stuff. <laughs> like, the, like last year, yeah. 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 And then we'll probably, we might hear a little bit more Fire Emblem stuff because there's just a bajillion and one Fire Emblem games coming out. Uh, and... Uh, mm. I don't know. I, th- I think Mario is definitely going to be the big focus this year at E3, for sure. No, like, I agree. Yeah, because especially if they're pushing in... Uh, pushing Here's a really good question I have. What, I agree with How that. much 3DS do we see? Do we see 3DS? Too huh. much. Too me- Too much. Are you serious? Not enough Switch. I think they're going to put too much 3DS in there. That's the, not what I expected here. Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't... I mean, it's not that I yeah. want them to, but it's like it's especially with how they just had that Pokemon Direct, and they're like, "Hey, Ultra Sun and Moon is a 3DS game." Like, I mean, I understand they're trying to keep it alive, but man, like, we need more Switch stuff, and that's a big thing. And I, I, I mean, based on what Reggie said, it's going to be a big year for E3. Like, I just hope that, like, we just we need more Switch. I think maybe they more did that, stuff. guys, to get and it I, out of the way. So they don't have to touch the 3ds Maybe. anymore. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to speculate. I, here. I, you know, I, yeah, I want actually. I want to go. I want to be on that side. I, I want to believe that for sure. Um, but on the uh, on the the uh, switch side of things, I'm hoping to see. More, I want to see more about Xenoblade Chronicles yes, too. They will. They I will see. show more. That got a big amount of buzz yeah. for them. That when they announced the console and they showed that. Yeah. Yes. And Xenoblade Chronicles X was phenomenal. Mm. It was fantastic. It was a fun game. And then uh, I want to see a little bit more about that Shin Megami Tensei game that they teased. They showed like a small trailer for it. See, the thing that I'm imagining with E3 here is like what what I'm starting to realize is when Nintendo's E3 show, if they don't mention Shin Megami Tensei or if they don't mention Xenoblade Chronicles 2 at E3, I'm not going to be disappointed because... Nintendo's doing this thing where it's kind of like guerrilla marketing almost where they're just it's all about their terms you know what I mean like how many times have you found out the morning of like oh there's going to be a Nintendo Direct today you know what I mean it's right it, exactly so like yeah so what if they don't show Shin Megami Tensei to, um, next week they'll maybe they'll have a direct you know like a couple months later where they do mention it you know what I mean like I think right you're right Nintendo if it's one of those things where they're going to show you what they want to show you when they think it's the right time you know, 
And I think right now, the thing that's most likely to be at the right, like, honestly, if next week, if we only get like 30 minutes of Mario and like, that's it. That's I'm, what I'm I would fine. expect. I mean, I me. wouldn't be surprised by that. I'd be disappointed slightly, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. I could see that being their yeah. thing. Also, <clears throat> do you guys remember when they first announced this game in January called a uh, Project Octopath Traveler? That Square Enix, like, yes, yes. pseudo 2D. Yes, I remember. Oh, man. Oh. I was just thinking of like um, Story of Mana or whatever those PS1 games were, like uh, Tales of Fantasia. Secret like, of Mana. It, just, it really like yeah. got my PS1 kind of. Uh, memories humming in my head. I was like, "Oh, that game looks good." So I hope yes. we see more of that. That's that's that. Honestly, is one of the Switch games that I I would buy the console for. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but th- that right there just no. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks awesome. Even though that name, though, <laughs> yeah. though that name. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. yeah. Is there, and, uh, you gotta wonder. It, so you're telling me there's like I got to beat this game eight times now to like see the true ending, right? Like. <laughs> Right, the yeah. true, well, true. You, you need to eight hundred percent complete exactly. it before you could see exactly. the true. So, thing, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think Nintendo's going to be memorable. I think they'll be charming. I think they're going to hopefully ride the momentum they have. Hey, are they going to show? You know what they're not going to show that I really wish they would the uh, N- the SNES classic that is in production now. Do you think they'll show that? Right, one the one that they're going to sell. They're they're, they're only going to sell it for like two months in their and presentation. Also, do you think we're going to see people playing multiplayer on their cell phones? Oh God! Oh I kind of hope not, but oh, I could see them doing that. If they have a catchy song in the they background will. of the trailer, they, they will. will dig they it. always do. Their their trailers are good now. Their marketing is great now. Maybe the best mm-hmm. marketing of the big three companies. Maybe I don't know. Well, so Sony guys, knocked it out of the park last year, guys. Yeah, real quick, let's address the elephant in the room. Do we finally? Finally, 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 see a new Metroid. We should, but we, and we deserve them, but we won't get one. Yeah, I really don't think we will. Man, so many Metroid, those last two Metroid games disappointed. You know. Dude, Federation Force, are are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? Are you kidding me? Dude, we're going to fight. Okay. Federation Force. What? No 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 no. Okay. No 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 no. no. I was I I'm I'm agreeing oh, okay. with you. It was I awful. You were gonna take that mantle on, <laughs> no, dude. I was like, like wait no, a second. I was, no 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 no. I don't wait I don't have that many second. polarizing gaming okay. uh, gaming All opinions. Right. Jesus. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to scare you. <laughs> you see my face? I agree. There too? <laughs> I meant. Are you kidding me? I was like. I meant. Are you kidding me? Did they really expect no, us to yeah, like exactly. that? Exactly. Like, <sighs> okay. So I take yeah. that back. So um, Metroid hasn't had a great game made by Nintendo since the game. Advance um, Metroid Fusion and Metroid Zero Mission. They haven't. I'm the Federation Force. What a joke. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't then, wait. When did... the, the one on the Metro, the direct sequel to Metroid Prime was bad. Um, then the yeah, then Metroid, Metroid Other, uh, M. Other M was terrible. And then Metroid uh, the third one on the Wii I- Infection, Corruption, Metroid Prime yeah. Three Corruption. Um, all those disappointing, disappointing. Oh, see, I did. See, I haven't. I've haven't really gotten too much into the prime games. So the I game, know. we deserve a good Metro, but, but here's the thing, right? Like what does a good Metro game look like anymore? So I don't know if people are more, uh, are more open to playing a Metroidvania style game in first person. I haven't seen a great execution of that in forever. And then also indie games do that genre better. Now they've kind of been eclipsed, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the market's kind of saturated right now. I mean, look at Axiom verge a couple years ago that, 
you know, there's no way a Metro game is going to come out and do that better. I don't think. I mean, I'd like to think so in a perfect yeah. world. But right. what does a new Metro game look like? Here's the thing that surprised everybody. I think with Breath of the Wild, Nintendo did something that I just didn't even think they had in them. Like the the courage to like really, really get deep into Zelda and throw away so much. I mean, that game, I, this might be hyperbole, but it almost renders the last three or four Zelda games to me like kind of irrelevant. I know that sounds crazy, but I, I really like Skyward Sword, but it just doesn't even make me think about them anymore. Even uh, I love Link to the Past. Don't get me wrong. I love it's one of my top three favorite games of all time, probably. But the sequel to it, um, a, a Link Between Worlds. At the time, I loved that game, but now that I'm playing Breath of the Wild, I don't even think about that game anymore. I don't even think about it. I'm just yeah. like, no, Zelda is this now. Zelda is this over here. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like redefined what Zelda. Completely. Like, if this was the new starting point for Zelda, I'd Completely. take it. You know what so, I mean? I, so with that being said, I think that they have demonstrated that they have it in them to really reinvent their store. You know, their pillar franchises, the big three, which I still don't even know why why Metroid. I don't even know if it deserves to be in that big three anymore. I mean, it, it could be argued that it doesn't at this point, but, and I wouldn't, but, and I wouldn't fight it, but I think now I am optimistic that, like, okay, Nintendo has it in them to do what needs to be done to produce a new Metroid, but I don't see it happening so soon. I see, I do see it happening on the switch or at least their attempt, right? Whether or not it's going to be successful remains to be seen, but I do see them attempting to reinvent and and bring Metroid back in house, get it out of team ninja's hands. Right. Like the, the Metroid Prime Four. The reason, though, I think that we're not going to see a Metroid is that if if they're d- going to give Metroid the the Breath of the Wild treatment, oh, right, where like completely so rebuild awesome. it from the ground up and make it amazing, right? If that if they like announce that at E three, it's going to take away from Mario's Thunder, which Mario is looking like they're getting a similar treatment too. You know, with with like kind of redesigning what it is to be a Mario game and kind of take some hints back from Mario 64 and so on. And if they if they also announce side by side, like also there's going to be a new Samus game. Like it it takes away from the impact I think that Nintendo is going to want with Mario because I think we've said this on the podcast before that Mario is going to be the second wave of um, Switch selling. Yeah. Oh, I'm, that's oh, what yeah, I'm waiting yeah, for. for you sure. know, I'll pick up, I might pick up ARMS. We'll see how um, the reviews come out. Um, but also, I'm definitely... Splatoon 2 oh, is uh, on my radar. Those would be the two big games that I would play. Because, again, Breath of the Wild, I already own. So, I have no need. Um, right. But that would be uh, you know a third if I didn't already have it. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be Mario's year. And, oh, yeah. and everyone else is going to have to contend with it. And I really think that... Um, Mario is going to affect. I know this sounds crazy, but Mario is going to affect Scorpio sales. I think. I think more people are going to yeah. want yes. the Mario machine. Get me the machine. What plays Mario? And you know, and and Santa can get me Scorpio next year. Yep. But exactly. Let's move on uh, to the final bit of E3. Man, this is a long one, isn't it? Um, it's a. It's a. I mean, we say this every hit. year, but E3. It's going to be a big E3, but it really is this year. It really is. We, yeah. And it's just yeah. so much I more mean, interesting because just, Switch is a thing. It's not a failure. Yeah. It's it's an impressive year for video games, I think. And to cap off this discussion, I'd like to shift gears into Sony because that's that's just Ooh, a Sony. bucket of worms. <laughs> you know, that's there's Bad so bougie. so much that Sony can do. All the things, dude. I um, honestly, so actually, we haven't talked about this one in the past, but so I feel like just just to start us off a little small, but I think Capcom, Capcom comes out during Sony's press conference, and they're gonna talk about they're gonna talk about Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, 
you're going to probably show some new characters, but um, I really think, and because I was listening to the games cat, the kind of funny games cast the other day, and it got me thinking. I was like, so Capcom comes out, and they're like, okay, so we're going to announce all the characters from Marvel vs. Capcom. Then they show like a, a character vignette for like Dante, and then Capcom's like, Devil May Cry Five, and what? Everyone freaks the hell out because we haven't had Devil May Cry in so long. Wait, so, so you think they're well, gonna they're gonna forego that DMC? Yeah, reboot? they already did that, man, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna be like DMC two or gonna be like D- Devil May Cry five and bring back white haired Dante. In a way, it was kind of a crime. Or you how know, that I game mean, didn't sell very well because I think that game is solid. DMC. Yes. People it was, just couldn't it was get fun. over the art style and how Dante looked, yeah. but man, I just played it and it played like it was right up there with Bayonetta to me. Oh yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No pie in pie in the sky prediction. They have uh, dude from Musha in, in Marvel vs. <laughs> <Hashtag>, Capcom. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag bring out Hashtag Musha HD collection. Hashtag like Musha five. <laughs> no, if we're talking pie in the sky. How how weird yeah. would it be? Mega Man X nine, like we're talking Capcom oh in the sky. Mega Man Legends I, three. My faith in Capcom oh. is gone. It's so low. They just they yeah. took such a good thing in Street Fighter four and just buried it into the ground. And I'm on record for a long time talking about the failure of Street Fighter five and just the sloppiness around it. And I just I can't remember exactly what else, but I just remember other things are happening with Capcom. Just they don't fucking get it anymore. I forget. Did you? Street Hell no! 5? Still to this day, I get mad. I'm starting to cuss okay. now. <laughs> like I get mad thinking about Street Fighter Five, dude. I will not play okay. it. It's just bad. All the characters are boring. It reminds me of a. Uh, it reminds well, me of like you... uh, Third Strike kind of level of bad. Just weird. Just nah. well, just to shill Namco a little bit. You know, Akuma is in, in Tekken Seven. Akuma or Akuma? No, I know. And I heard that he's good in it. Yeah. And I heard. Wait, did you say why did wait Namco? <laughs> Huh? You said Namco. Yeah, Tekken. Tekken. Oh, I thought you... Never mind, sorry. You said Akuma, and then you're like, Namco. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, no, Akuma's in it. He plays, I was confused. He plays very weird. He plays like a Street Fighter character cool in a Tekken me. game. Which, I mean, I, I know he is a Street Fighter character How do you in a Tekken game. How Dragon Punch in that? Yeah. Um, is that the upward yeah. fist? Uppercut? Uppercut a kiss. Oh, I think it's... A, I think it's like... um. Down, forward, right, right, and then right punch. Weird. Okay. I think. They're yeah. going to have that. Um, um, also, this isn't so much prediction rather than observation, but they are going to have that gold slim um, PlayStation 4 that's priced at 249 mm. now, which who wants yeah. a gold console? Not I, but apparently the market research disagrees. So. Hey, people want that uh, bling bling yeah. on their hey, PlayStation. Knows, I wanted the white um, one when Destiny first came out, but, but hey. Yeah, but gearing back to what we plan on, what we hope to see, oh man, where to begin? Okay, so I'd like to see a lot more of The Last of Us Part 2, hmm. or at least some kind of information on it. I I don't know. I mean, I think it would be really stretching it to say we get gameplay already. Yeah, I don't think because, gameplay. No, yeah, like... I think it's because the game is uh, like far and away I don't, for, for a little like while. I don't need gameplay for that. And this is kind of the I'm kind of the opposite side of the fence with Last of Us 2 as I am with Far Cry, where last week I was talking about how the Far Cry really needs to change it up. 
Last of Us 2 really needs to live up to the original, in my opinion. I think that they're going to get in danger if they change too much. Like, I actually want that story to continue. I want the trajectory to just be a natural progression. I would love for it to take place. I don't know. Maybe it's already been kind of publicized when the storyline is. But I would love for it to take place, like, immediately after after the ending. And I won't spoil the ending. But, uh, yeah. But... Mm. Yeah, it's kind of controversial. It's kind of polarizing. I loved it. I I am also like a Francis Ford Coppola fan of his films, so that's why I like that mm-hmm. ending. But um, I actually want I want more of that I loved game. It. I'm not done with that game. I want it to kind of play and look. I mean, obviously look updated and feel updated, but I don't want them to change too much with that. Give me more of Last of Us. That game was awesome. Yeah, that, and it's well, been long if, enough. I mean, if uh, the Last of Us Part Two, honestly, if they pull like like a re like like they did uncharted 2 in the uncharted series like how much of an improvement uncharted 2 was over the first one and they do that with the last of us part 2 it's going to be awesome and they're not going to change too much it's going to stay close or hit close to home as to what uh last of us one was and i mean neil Druckmann even said that if they didn't have something good something to do with the story that was that went in a really good direction they wouldn't be doing the last of us part 2 right so that I mean that that that's you know that gives me confidence that Naughty Dog yeah. would be able to do yeah a well done sequel right now really has earned trust from me you know, very deserving mm-hmm. of, of our trust so if they feel that the, that the story is there to tell and it obviously is I mean I don't want again I don't want to spoil that game it's about four years old now but like there there is story to tell for sure oh yeah um I think Square Enix has a lot to deliver on. This oh year? my gosh! Are you kidding me? They, yeah, they, have, they probably have the most pressure. Yeah. They have to show. Oh more. They've already shown God. gameplay of Final Fantasy VII. They have yes. to show out of battle gameplay. Yeah, like they if, have if, to show progression. And also, man, you're opening can of worms, dude. And then also, um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts three. They have to show something. They have to bring mm-hmm. it too. They, yeah, now in development. More information this winter. It, what? Yeah, I. When do they? <laughs> oh, more information this. Please winter. be excited no. for it. <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, yeah, they, they have a lot to deliver on. Those are their two big games right now, you know. Honestly, and, I think if we don't hear anything about either of those games during the Sony press conference, like the stage is going to get no tomatoed. Way. There's like, no People way. are just going to start throwing tomatoes. And there's there, there's going to people are going to start throwing switches at the stage. I think the show I'm going to make a prediction. here. I, I think I, the show is going to close with gameplay of Death Stranding. But that's another thing. Back to Square Enix. Right. Yeah, I think Square Enix is probably going to be one of the big highlights of Sony's show. Um, I think that we're going to have to see a lot more, like Jack mentioned, gameplay of both games. Um, And I really hope that Kingdom Hearts 3 is kind of more of the centerpiece than Final Fantasy 7 is. Because at this point, I'm sure Final Fantasy 7 remake will happen. Like, I'm sure I will own that game in the next five years. I'm not sure if I will own Kingdom Hearts 3 in the next five years. You mean part one of three? chapter right. one but, but right right but what i mean is like i i feel like kingdom hearts 3 is just like this fever dream you know there's just this thing that's just always there but will never i exist. feel i couldn't feel luckier and more fortunate than ever to not give a shit about kingdom hearts <laughs> like yeah really? i know hey i know this hurts your souls uh, but i it's one of those games that always i wanted to get into but i just i couldn't find the time i mean i was that's kingdom hearts 2 came out if you remember right around when xbox 360 came out so oblivion like yeah farewell free time um but i just Mm -hmm. i don't to me it's honestly for me kingdom hearts 3 is more about watching the fanboys gush and freak out like at a twice concert or something like that (laughs) that's fair 
and I and I and I'm sad to say I'm like one of those people now because I got invested in Kingdom Hearts yeah, you're like playing two the or three HD years ones. ago, and I'm completely I'm yeah, and I was I was, I'm you're in yeah, but you're, you better be because um, it's going to be like you said yeah. like what how many years you think in the future when do when does this launch oh, late 2018 <laughs> I mean there was there was literally just it w- there was just that article that got released. Um, where I I don't know if it was Nomura, it was someone from Square, Square Enix. They were like, "Yeah, don't worry, uh, Final Fantasy VII, Kingdom Hearts three, they'll be released within the next. What three comes out years first, right? So. Kingdom Hearts three or the Avatar sequel or the Avatar Kingdom Hearts sequel. three? Oh, Avatar <laughs> sequel. Or the Avatar sequel. <laughs> Avatar sequel. That's gonna the have Avatar more, many. Theme yeah, part came out right. before Kingdom Hearts sequel came out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's also worth mentioning that uh, from Square Enix, we'll probably also see more promo stuff for uh, Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age um, because they have that uh, dropping in July. I don't know. I, I feel like E3 isn't really the Do, well, Hold on. Does Square Enix, does, does Square I mean, Enix they, have they their could, own they show? Could. They used to. No. no. They're probably just... Oh. No, I don't think they're okay. going to have one this year. I think they're just going to like have a, yeah. a segment okay. in Sony. Um, right. It's it's a possibility. They, I they was really disappointed. Since from it. I'm not that's saying one of it's my favorite Final Fantasy games. It's in my top four or five um, Final Fantasy games of all time. Final Fantasy um, 12 is, but I was really disheartened to learn it's not going to be on PC. At least at least at the, launch, the yeah. Remake. I was really disappointed. Yeah. So I I, I actually really mm-hmm. enjoy that game. Mm-hmm. I and it takes a lot of hints from uh, or a lot of cues from uh, Episode One, Star Wars Episode One, in my opinion. Um, yeah. which to some people would be a bad thing to mean I'm fine with it, but, uh, yeah. So open up old wounds, man, but I hope it comes to PC sometime mm-hmm. soon. So what yeah. else? All right. Um, uh, I kind of want to see more of Detroit become human. Mm, want to see more of that sweet, sweet how David Cage. Goodness. How do I feel about yes. I need, I need some more. I like, we were. We were talking about before, Robert, dude. We need some more. We need some more David Cage in our lives right now. What was the last game he came out with? With the uh, he, he did uh, Beyond, Beyond Two yeah, Souls, yeah, Souls and Heavy Rain. Pretty good, I think. It's so. Uh, are you of the fan like the idea that David Cage games aren't games but just movies? I mean, uh, yeah, I'm objective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, Beyond Two Souls, I think, is the most gamey ga- like movie he's well, released. Nec- I don't necessarily think it's a bad <laughs> thing. I'm not saying it like I know I was yeah, kind of uh, being facetious there, but I'm I, I don't mind. I think that you have to have a certain plan if you're going to tell a great great story, which he's trying to do. He's trying to be on the caliber of film. If you do that, you have to have you know a certain you have to take certain levels of control out of the player's hands. Right, um, I, I do think Beyond Two Souls is pretty good. It's well worth the investment now because it's it's pretty okay. cheap to pick up. I'd be okay. willing to bet. Um, yeah, you can get it on PS4 a heavy, now. I'm a heavy rain really, man. Uh, like I love that game. I think the game's yeah. sweet. Heavy I mean, rain it's, was fun. There's jankiness yeah. all around, but I, I, it was endearing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beyond Two Souls. Some- <laughs> Beyond Two Souls is um it it plays a lot more smoothly okay. than Heavy Rain did. I think it, it feels a little more intuitive, and I think the yeah. story is really compelling. Detroit seems ambitious. You know, it's, it's, yeah, Detroit. Yes, the the trailer for Detroit it, it was you know just showing off all these choices you know you can make, and it, it felt like so much for just one little scene. Yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. So, uh, That's probably I'm why they're taking the so long with that game. Yeah. I'm sure it's somewhere, but it looks like if they really are gonna introduce that much choice. It's got to be either incredibly short or incredibly expensive. Yeah, because I yeah. I'd like 
to see that game have so many choices where like you are obligated to play through it multiple yeah, times. Yeah, you know what? But that reminds feel... me of Nier, though. Like, what do they have? Like, you can get, you can go overboard, right? You can have twenty nine endings or whatever to a game. Like, get out of here. Like, I, I, to me, I don't know. I don't like that. I like, I like having a clear path to the good ending. I guess maybe I'm old school. I don't yeah. need to play a game twenty nine times. Well, I, I'd like it if maybe if Detroit Become Human were like a short experience, you know. Um, so like you can beat the game in like two, three hours, Whoa. but every time you play it, like let's say for example, right? But every time you play it, like you can go like totally like places you've never been to before in a previous playthrough, and you meet all these characters that like they're the reason behind these events happening. And and the first playthrough, you just accepted these events happening, but in the second playthrough, you're like, oh, this is why they happen, and I can stop okay. it or I can. Change, you know what right, I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very yeah, curious. Yeah, I like that game. idea. I don't know if I'm excited is yeah. the word because I didn't play Beyond Two Souls. Not to say that I won't sometime in the future, but I, I'm just curious to see how you know if he's going to be able to make good and deliver. You know, given this, given this yeah. new uh, tech, because this is his first venture on the uh, PlayStation Four generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think honestly, I th- it, it'll be fun. I'm going to play it regardless, and I'm going to enjoy it for what it is, even if it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. I just um, like bad games, guys. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I don't do that. David Cage game, man. I like those movie I games. Ho- I hope while um, we're on David Cage still, I hope that they have really bad French accent, French slash American accents, because that's like oh, his calling yes. card. Is that in Beyond? They still do that weird pronunciation? Not. No. They have like good act, like Willem Dafoe right, is in, right. in Beyond Two Souls. Oh, yeah. Willem Dafoe and Ellen yeah. Page. They did a really uh, good job. Yeah, they do a good job. I mean, like I didn't buy the game because of Willem Dafoe and ellen page but like they had great performances i kept adding the word spider-man at the end of <laughs> willem defoe's lines but you know Spider-Man. <laughs> kirsten dunst okay why? so all right um, um is anyway, this enough for yeah. for david cage talk i think yeah, i think that's that's enough for david cage yeah. i think we need to get to the big uh, big one though which yeah, because big one. i think i think sony santa market is going to come out and they're going to show gameplay oh. for dad of war oh i'm not totally that excited about that game <laughs> Not that excited. Really? I am stoked. I am stoked. I am beyond hyped. It's the no, last of us. See, no, of I want war, the last God of us too. Thing. I don't want. I don't know. You are walking on mighty thin they ice. Need to do, they need to do some of the franchise. This, <laughs> Boy, this might be the right thing. But is the whole game like letterboxed, like unnecessarily. Kind of like. Know. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't. Hopefully, it's exactly, not the order. Yeah, yeah like to me, that always just seemed real pretentious to me to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Eh. I mean, I'd, I'd like to I see. Know. It looks like The Witcher meets The oh, Last of Us. Now you're talking like, down I'd on like The Witcher. I'd like to see more of it. <laughs> like, I do want to see more of Data oh. War, but I'm like, it's not something like it'll take a lot. To yeah, sell exactly. Me on I it, can't I imagine think. a world where I spend money on it. I, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I mean, as 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 a guy that's played nearly every game in the series mm. and enjoyed them a lot, rank the Gods of I War right now. Got it. So rank them. Rank them. Uh. God of War 2 is my favorite. That's the correct answer. Um, yeah, God of War 2, and then probably God of War 3. Hmm. And then God of... Uh, I don't know. God of War 1 is the only one with a good one. story. Uh, God of War 3's story is terrible. It's, it's rushed. It is true. It's really short. It and it's very abruptly. God of War 3 um, was one of the best looking uh, oh, PS3 yeah. games. Period. No, honestly, though, uh, uh, God of War Ascension is the probably the best looking PS3 game there is. Wasn't that the most unnecessary God of War of all of them? 
It was. It was like a prequel or whatever, but it looked the best, and it did play. It was a lot of fun to play. The story wasn't really any good, but like it was a lot of fun to play. Um, God, what else? So, God of War Ascension, God of War. There's also Chains of Olympus and Shadow of or uh, Chains of Olympus and uh, Ghost of Sparta. Mm. Those are the PSP ones. Mm. Um, which those, I mean, I haven't played. I, I started playing Chains of Olympus because I got like the HD collection for PS3. I haven't played. Uh, uh, goes to Sparta yet, but I don't know. I think uh, two. <laughs> th- I don't know. Three. I, I broke a lot. I, I don't I know. You're making him. me making me okay. change my answer, God man. Of War Dude, two you broke is, me. Is you broke me. It's been to be too long. Pinnacle, um, closely followed by God of War one, in my opinion. Oh, I agree so, with okay. that. Yeah. All right, so go back. So I'm not that like whatever. I fell off of God of War a long time ago. Like if it's good, it's good. Um, I just don't imagine a world where I spend money on it. But I'm willing to be proven wrong. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see where it'll go, because uh, it looks like they're trying to inject like emotion <laughs> into God of War, right. you know. So, um, like emotions besides like aggression and vengeance and gore. Yeah. Here, let, let me. Can we? Are we done talking about this game? Okay. Yeah. Like what? no, I mean, I just like to say it's probably a day okay. one buy for okay. me. Hey, I'm just going to be hey, honest. Um, okay. Do we see guys? Do we see gameplay of Shenmue Three? Is my question to you, fine gentlemen? Um, maybe. I I think we'll at least. I don't see, know because when I'm sorry, Robert, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like we'll at least see an update on Shenmue Three. I think whether that's gameplay, that's or, or maybe like pre-rendered, really sure. or just maybe they'll spin the camera yeah. around like a Japanese hut or something, and some cherry blossom yeah. trees. I think I think we'll see. And the little stone we'll bridge over the creek with the I, I think def- <laughs> Yeah, because, I mean, it's been two years since they announced the game and the kick- the Kickstarter and all that. So I think we're going to see something, at the very least a trailer. Um, but I don't know. Gameplay might be a little early for that. Because it's a Kickstarter game, so you, they're probably taking. Yeah, I hate to say it. I mean, I was happy yeah. to support them on Kickstarter. I would have supported that effort wherever it was. I didn't. I never played Shenmue two, but I just I really have a fond memories of Shenmue one. I recognize it's a, not a great game, and it's not maybe worth going back to either. But nothing can change the time I had with it back in when I was unemployed, like you know, and, and played it and beat yeah. it in three straight days uh, when it first came out on Dreamcast. But. Uh, I have, am so sour, and I don't mean to open this can of worms either, but I'm just like so sour on any kind of Kickstarter. I've been nothing but burned. Everything I've ever supported on Kickstarter has just like slapped me on the face. Literally, guys, I had to. So when did Republic, right? Remember that iOS game that was made oh, by 2020 Camouflage? Is that when it was? I thought it was. Yeah. No, dude. Yeah. No, it was not 2014. It was definitely like 2010 when the, what, when the Kickstarter old, really? came out. It has to be around 2010, 2011. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I'm thinking of something else. But um, yeah, look it up if you can. But anyways, um, it was multiple years. Okay, I want to say it was like five years. And I actually had to change my address on Kickstarter because I moved across the country before they got anyone's physical rewards out. And not until I moved to Austin, Texas, did I actually have um, the, the them send me what they had promised as far as um, backer rewards. And I don't know, it just that one super burned me. And then still to this day, one of the worst like offenses ever, um, Outer Lands, the guys that used to make the one up show back at one up.com, mm, yeah. they made a great show back then. And, and, and when the one apocalypse happened and they had all those layoffs of, uh, uh, at once there, I think they had to lay off like 40, 50 people like in one day. 
and just run on a skeleton crew for a while until EG, IGN bought them. But anyways, uh, they they did this thing called co-op, and then they did this Kickstarter thing for a six-episode um, documentary series. And, dude, it's been like three years, and they haven't released one episode yet. I think nice. they're trying. They haven't done anything. They like. I think they're trying to just do it, finish it, and then release all six like in one go. But still, do three years for six, six you know hour long episodes or something like. They got a lot of money. They got way more than they were asking for. And it's just if you go on the Kickstarter page, it is just a diatribe, man. Yeah, no, it's stagnant. no, it's not stagnant. It's a community yeah. that is like showing up at their door with like pitchforks and torches. Like where, you know, or is this ever going to happen? So, so point of the story is that Kickstarter has super burned me and like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of done with it, you know, but again, Shenmue is one of those series that I, I, I bring you back. Right, to I, I made a donation, right. Rather than an investment to Shenmue, like in my head, right. I'm like, here's your mm-hmm. money. Congrats. Mm-hmm. This is never going to happen unless the community came together. I'll be a part of this, whether or not I get what I want whether or not i get the game right right so but there might be gameplay it could be cool i'm hoping so that's kind of my pie in the sky prediction for um sony's press conferences that we'll see shenmue 3 uh running in engine i don't know if i'd go be so bold to say gameplay but i I think we'll see the game running in engine in some way shape yeah Uh, yeah i hope so and i think we can't we can't have a discussion of e3 without mentioning the the call of duty oh can we not i mean it's going back to world war ii it's coming it's going back to world war ii it's probably going to be during the sony show because sony's got the lion's share of the console market yeah they did they took it from microsoft didn't they last console yeah so now they got the exclusivity yeah like dlc comes out a month earlier for playstation people yeah, I wonder how stuff. much that costs, and I wonder um, if they're actually getting their return on that investment because Call of Duty is in their twilight years now. I mean, if you're going back yeah. to World War II, it's out of desperation or out of just complete <laughs> uh, creative bankruptcy. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see like where it'll go, you know, because because they've been having this really hard push on like future sci-fi, laser beams, Halo, but the, to all of a sudden go back to World War II, you know, how, like yeah, how many times can you it, storm that beach? change? How many times? Yeah. How many peas need to be in the resolution when I'm storming the speech this time? You know, like I just, I'm bored with it. They can't yeah. do, they just can't do that again. They have to come up with something fresh. So who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, it'll be cool to see just cause we haven't had a world war two shooter yeah. in a while. Well, Not a I, big Battlefield budget one triple A one. Sated me on that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see where they'll go. I mean, I, out i'm gonna invest in this year's call of duty like i do every year you know what gets me kind of excited um, though about call of duty correct me if i'm wrong guys is it sledgehammer's year to develop it because i know that there's a couple studios there's three studios now uh, isn't there that kind of rotate the call of duty yes is this because sledgehammer came out with advanced warfare warfighter i can't remember exactly what that one's called advanced yeah, warfare that yeah. one was good yes that was the last call mm-hmm. of duty i really like the one with kevin spacey Right, so that was the last one I really liked. Yeah, um, yeah. So the mm-hmm. fact that they're coming back, I'd like to see their take on World War Two. I have more confidence in it. Uh, it just needs to be bombastic, right? That's all you really come at with the with the um, multiplayer and with the uh, single player. You just need a bunch of explosions. You're just basically buying a big Michael Bay movie that you're seeing from first person yeah. view. Your your yearly Michael yeah. Bay movie and a yeah. shooter. It, it, mm-hmm. You know, is it time for World War Two, Colin? 
I honestly, um, as a person whose favorite Call of Duty is World at War, um, I really like World War Two games. War. Um, the fifth yeah. one. What about what about yeah? What what about uh, Call of Duty Four? What about uh, Modern Warfare Two? Those two. What World at War? World War, World at War what was about, World War Two. I liked um, it. Black Ops Two. Oh my gosh! Black Ops One was even good. Man, I stopped playing after Black Ops oh, One. Dude, Black Ops Two Call was Duty far superior. Black to me, Black Ops Two is probably my favorite one. But closely followed by Modern Warfare Two and Modern Warfare One. So I'm just saying, Colin, I have I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say World of War is their favorite one. So you're a unicorn. I really I really enjoyed the campaign. Had a really good campaign. Um, yeah, because um, I don't I don't really play much Call of Duty okay. multiplayer. I don't there really was a time I cared it. too much about. Um, it. I that, that's fair. I mean, I did I, I played a lot of multiplayer during the Modern Warfare 2 Black Ops era. Um, that being said, I am very excited for Call of Duty World War 2 just for the campaign alone just because of how like how the the clips that they showed of it during the live stream, they was it just they they did a really good job capturing the intensity of World War 2, which is really cool. Um, the bonsai charges. I don't know. Like the the way they were yeah, the way they were selling the campaign just looked it did they're making it gruesome, visceral, just fucking making it feel like World War Two, like I think real. Battlefield One, for the record, also um, did a great job making you feel like you're in the trenches, just making you feel like there's no hope for survival. Oh yeah, no, uh, Battlefield One was yeah. actually really great. That was actually the first military shooter I'd bought in. Yeah, surprisingly years, good. That was yeah. so interesting. And I think that because of the success with that, I think Sledgehammer had a much easier sale when they went to their stakeholders. Right, like, hey, we want to go back to World War Two, guys. You know, look at this game working out. So they they kind of went from being the leaders to the followers. Yeah, exactly. Um, for so okay, so Call of Duty. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're done talking yeah, I about think, Call yeah, of Duty, and, and yeah. we should be wrapping okay. up here pretty soon. So, we've been over two and a half hours, roughly here. But yeah, but I do want to say my yeah. my so again my pie in the sky prediction for Sony is that uh, you will see some kind of in game footage of Shenmue three. Uh, but I think my safe bet, my super safe bet, is that the conference is going to close. Is going to they're going to say goodbye. Lights going to go down, and and then you're going to see uh, the main character. Uh, what's the name of that actor? Uh, Tom, Thomas Reedus, Reedus, Norman Reedus. Uh, Norman yeah, Reedus. I don't know people's names. Norman Reedus and Thomas <laughs> Reedus. Thomas Stranding. the Train Reedus. So, anyways, uh, no, you'll see him. Yeah, and I think you'll. Yeah. I think they'll close that show with Death Stranding gameplay. I think that's pretty much uh, kind of foregone conclusion. Just, just a hunch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, on a just on a quick note, Insomniac Spider Man. Oh yeah, ah. yeah, that'll be interesting. Gameplay. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in seeing that. I think gameplay is going to happen. All right, man. Yeah, that's that's it for me, though. I mean, yeah, wow, we've been yeah. doing this for a while, so we have. I think my my pie in the sky for Sony is probably something from From Software. I'd like to see that. You know, Dark Souls people. So, so are Bloodborne you just saying you just want another? Oh, blood- oh, 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 Dark oh my Souls? God! How can, how did we forget to mention? Yeah, like Bloodborne Two has been heavily speculated. Oh, has it? For, yeah, Bloodborne Two has been heavily speculated just, for the past. I, I underestimated how many people yeah. that play video games hate their lives. <laughs> They're fun though. It's fun They're, to hate my I life. I love Dark Souls. I love the, the, Bloodborne. The blood, I love Demon the blood Souls. Souls. Games are really fun. Dark Souls. Well, that's a talk for another day. But I gave it a shot, guys. I tried. I, 
<laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to see something from From Software. Um, I know they said that they're putting the cap on Dark Souls, so we'll see about Bloodborne or maybe like a new IP, maybe? Pie in the yeah. Sky? Um, but I think we should wrap it up. It's been a while. We've been doing this. No, for yeah, a while. definitely. Thank you guys um, for listening. If you've made it this far to the end, like, yep. what's wrong with you? Um, you need help. You need help. But we're here for <laughs> you're just as you're be as, you're as crazy yeah. as us, and that's not good. Um, but where can we find you guys online on the internet? I'm usually creeping around on Twitter uh, at boo boo underscore underscore fifty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I AKA still flinch when I hear you Hot. say your hashtag, your Twitter name, but your, yeah, your hashtag. Yeah, your no, but uh, okay. So um, <laughs> follow me. Yeah, you Tumblr. got me at uh, at Jack Cepeda. So a at ah, how long have we been podcasting? <laughs> yeah, two and a half hours. At J A C C E P E D A. And also, like, hey, don't feel um, scared to throw some of your E three predictions as well. Um, up on Twitter, let us know, and you can reach us, and we'll see that when you hashtag TDP for Tiny Disc Podcast. Yeah, hashtag like tweet at us hashtag yeah. TDP um, hashtag TDP. Get it trending, yep. and you can find me Robert online at Panoptimist P I N O P T I M I S T. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff, yeah. all that good, good social media stuff. Uh, and I should wrap us up for today. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for your yeah. time. All right, yeah. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week for another episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast. Bye, guys. Have a good E3.